Yeah, true that. Make sure you're looking at your mic when you talk to it. I talk to my mic all the time. I make love to it. Freedom is it free. It costs lives like you and me. If you won't put in your buck oh five, who will? Uh, and you know what? That's just as good as any spot to start the show. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and this week I got Johnson Jam and Joe. Yo, yo, yo. We got coming in clutch CJ. Hey guys, uh, good to be back again. Taking Kali's Monica, I like it. There you go, there you go. Somebody's got to take it since she bailed on us. Oh, somebody's got to take it indeed. There you and go. I took it this week, Jimmy Ryan. You bent me over and I took it. But I'm not the only one. <laughs> Ten million of us took it, Daryl. That's right. We loved it. We loved Jimmy it. Ryan's like, I ain't even got to play games and I'm getting all of this. Ten million. I get that gif of him laughing now that I've played that system and I can see why he's laughing. There you go, there you go. <laughs> We got finally back from the dead, ZJ Zach. Hey guys, hey Tricky, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a PS5 starting up. It would take like five minutes to get a Tricky reference. <laughs> oh man, I know, right? I'm starting off on fire this week. All right, guys. We're gonna I, jump- I've just got to say, saying we, we've saluted the, the pirate so early on in the episode. It <laughs> really it really has come full circle for this little podcast, the podcast that could, the Loot Bros. And I, I'm sure you'll agree with this, Daryl. I saw, you know, you recently launched a Patreon. You're you're moving up in the world, you know, this little little guy, and you got acknowledged by the greatest, what is it, the number one PlayStation show on the East Coast or something. But That's not right. only that, he gave your Patreons tips for how to listen to your Patreon content in the Patreon. <laughs> and I thought that's that's just the that's the big man helping the little guy up a step, isn't it? That's right. Wonderful. That's right. Wonderful. <laughs> he came off his high horse. He came, oh my God, I got a trophy. He came wow, off. Wow, 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 wow. There you go. There you go. He came down from his throne and said, hey, listen here, little guy. I'm going to show you how it's done. So, yeah, um, we're going to get into the show this week. Uh, we're going to kind of dive in. There's a whole bunch of stuff I want to toast and shout out to. <laughs> um, as CJ alluded to earlier, we did launch our Patreon. We are super excited about having it. There's some great content on there. And I just want to say at the top of the show, it is super easy to get involved. If you want to check out the extra stuff we have, we have a $1 tier. It's called the Poop Sock. Just when you can't get enough of the Loot Bros and you got to have some more. And uh, that gives you access to a extra show a month called the Super Loot Bros. It also gets you access to some of the little spinoff, side, one-off, random bonus shows that we do. Uh, CJ threw one out there called The Wish List, which I thought was friggin' awesome. Fantastic. 
uh, where CJ, who plays a whole ton of games that we can't just sit here and cover every single one of them on the show, where he sat down and he just kind of dove into, I think it was five games that you thought stood out for the month of July. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was very good. I, it was a very enjoyable listen. And I think that that is the type of value that we're going to provide here on the Loot Bros Patreon that nobody else is going to give you. Nobody else is going to talk to you about these great diamonds in the rough. Mm. Well, unlike IGN, Daryl, we play more than three games a month here. That's and we don't always play them on easy mode. <laughs> well, I do. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing Retro Mania on easy right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's toast. Um, this week's toast goes out to our patrons. We have five new patrons. We have some Patreon producers. I want to give a shout out to our Patreon producers. Uh, we have the affectatious Sony Pony himself. We have uh, Veronica. And then we have, you know, our good friend of the show coming in at the top tier. Uh, we have Jared. Now, what I wanted to kind of put out there, because there was a little bit of conversation in the threads in the Facebook group. And so the top tier, the you pick, we play tier. Um, is you come in, you pick a game, you pick a host. And then that host has you know a calendar year to complete the game that you choose. Now, right now, there's no crazy caveats other than it can't be some endless thousand hour, you know, uh, Bukaki grind, some kind of bull crap that, you know, you can't finish. So something actually reasonable that you know one of the hosts can play. Uh and we would strongly encourage examples like this. Um so like Kalai loves racing games. So if you want to come in and pledge at the top tier of our Patreon, games like Gran Turismo, Forza Motorsport, Forza Horizon, Kalai would gladly take you up on those. Tanner loves to play the most broken and janky of your platinum and achievement trash. So if you wanted to come in and say, hey, Tanner, you need to play games like Mr. Masaji or My Name is Mayo. He would absolutely love that. And Zach would love to play literally anything. Just a <laughs> single game. <laughs> can, we, can we just have a tier to make a list? Just a the, <laughs> the, the, the 50 cent tier. Make me make if, you, if you pledge a, if you pledge a dollar, you, you get to pick Zach's list. <laughs> <laughs> just make it all Minecraft games, just on, just on different systems. Yeah, just pick pick the little mini games in Minecraft. So, um, also, I wanted to give a shout out to a good friend of mine, listener of the show, uh, Justin Cooper, who is the host of the Geek Life HQ podcast. Now, if you're listening to Loot Bros. And you like what you hear, this would be the R-rated version of the Loot Bros. And instead of focusing so much on games, they focus more on movies. Uh, a great group of guys over there, some really close friends who make me laugh, like hysterically make me laugh. And so I binged a few of their episodes this past week, and <laughs> it was freaking hilarious so what i wanted to toast to was our patreon producers and my good friend justin cooper and his podcast geek geek like god geez i can't talk geek life hq you gotta check it out
toasting with planter's nuts. So you're saying you're toasting these nuts in your mouth? These nuts. <clears throat> these uh. planter's nuts. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Zach, it's been a long time since you've been on the show. That it has. Surely by now <laughs> you've played at least one video game. You are wrong, sir. At this point, everything's been packed up. At this point, it's a running gag. He's like, "I'm going to not play games <laughs> on purpose." He's like a streak going. Uh, Nothing. Not even some uh, honey pot. Nope. Jeez. Other than some mobile games, but that's about it. Because that's all I have. That's all I really could play. Uh, time man, you, you, you sound like one of those trophy hunter, uh, <laughs> trophy hunter haters, Zach. Oh, I'm not even turning on the system. I hate it. I hate. I hate games. Oh, <laughs> trophies have ruined it all for me. I hate my life. Uh, it is true. I am not an achievement hunter. Yeah, we'll just uh, blame you them. You're not wrong not there. Fun. Yeah. Ah, it's the achievements. I didn't play because of the bloody achievements. <laughs> there you go. Dang it. Actually getting something for playing it? Oh. <laughs> oh, why would I do that? Ugh. I tell you yeah, what, you get are... something from playing Honeypot, don't you? You get a nice hey. something down there. What am I, a gamer? Well, it's, okay, so explain to me this Honeypot, since that's the running theme, the last real game you completed. What exactly is I it? I didn't even play it. <laughs> I played okay. it for like so you played minutes. with it. <laughs> no, I played with it after or before I started it up. What is the game? Uh, from what I remember, it's mainly a puzzle game. Okay, and uh, I'm trying to think. It's like, if I remember correctly, it's like Candy Crush. Okay, but with well, titties. We- <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, when I launch, the the next big thing we're doing is the Loot Bros merch store. I'm revamping the old one. I'm changing to a different company. And so uh, I'm going to have a shirt with, you know, a logo and then a slogan from every host. And then <laughs> Zach's slogan is going to be, it's like Candy Crush, but with titties. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like listen to the Luke Bros podcast. It's like Candy Crush, but with titties. <laughs> which of the three? Which of the three consoles, not including PC, obviously? Which of the three main consoles do you think this uh, Honeypot is most likely to come to? Switch. Yeah. Yeah, that. You reckon Switch would do it? Oh, yeah. Don't put anything Play- on there. I say PlayStation won't do it. They've been censoring stuff for the past few years. So, they got their bikini poker. They might. Well, I mean, does it actually? Okay, so a lot of times we joke about these games, and like, they're no just, titty poker. Yeah, they're risque, but they're not actual <laughs> nude. Is it? Is it at the real? Is it like the full on, or is it just like alluding to the nudity? Oh, and you definitely see boobies, but <laughs> I don't remember if you see full uh, VJ or not. Full VJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a great review. Sounds like you need a refresher <laughs> before you do your reviews, Zach. You need to play some games. Hey, <laughs> that was sprung up on me. All right. I'm sure that's not the only thing that sprung up on you while you were playing Honeypot. Oh, oh. Uh, well, old Jimmy Ryan is sitting down now going, yeah, we believe in BJs. <laughs> so, all right. Well, 
Joe, what have you been playing? Uh, yeah, games. All right. That can be my slogan. Well, we've been nice. playing, Joe, games. You know, the kind that you put in your system. A lot of different things, actually. I've been checking out this uh, Tennis World Tour 2 for the PlayStation 4 console, the console choice on the PS5. There you go. Um, I have 27% of the trophies, and I've only been playing it since last night, so I'm just uh, railing through some trophies here. I got, like, half of them done already. Sure, it's your standard tennis game. Uh, Corey sucks at it, because I whoop his ass online. Naturally. I mean, he is from Canada. Oh, yeah. They, Canadians can't play tennis, I don't think. I don't think they have good tennis players there. But, uh, I don't know. It's it's not your Virtua Tennis, and I love Virtua Tennis, like, a lot. Like, I played it a lot. Like, a lot, a lot on 360. And there hasn't really been, like, a good tennis game that's really caught my attention since Virtua Tennis, and I don't... And I like tennis. Like, I, I, I used to go to the U.S. Open uh, every year until COVID struck, so... Stupid virus. Yeah, stupid virus. Yeah, stupid virus. Yeah, I'm. I was just looking up who made that game because it's really. I don't know how familiar you are with these like uh, slightly dodgy um, B grade sports games, Joe. But this one's made by Big Ben Interactive. Of course, there's also Big Ant, which is an Australian company that dabbles in tennis games as well, uh, mm-hmm. of a similar similar quality. But the thing with that Big Ben is like uh, they do the WRC games as well, or they did. Uh, Those no, are janky they... racing games. Yeah, they still do seven, eight, and nine, but they they're really all over the place. Um, publisher, they're also infamous for uh, the Sherlock Holmes uh, Devil's Daughter as well. That one. Oh my god, those games are god awful. <laughs> well, they're, 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 they're whatever, but that was the one that ran. Into oh yeah, they're whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they, they, their catalog is really bizarre. Like Hunting Simulator, yeah. They, I mean, they they make games, I guess. Mm. But their problem um, is they seem to make like one entry in every style of game possible, rather than actually develop any anything and 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 you know. Um, maybe improve their abilities in a certain genre. They just keep making different sports games and different I everything. feel like their slogan for their company is variety is a spice of life. And by spice of life, they mean shit on a cracker. Because none of their games are really that great. Um, let's move on, though. I played a really a game that I don't know why I'm still playing. It's like one of those games like, and this will come to one of our questions of the week, like where Jared reached out and said like, hey, like we should have like a retire a game option, and yeah, I agree because I played Beyond Two Souls again. Game's great. No, it's not. The game is great. It's not great. No, no, it's not. It's all over the place. Like all over the place. Like I don't understand what's going on in the story half the time. And then there's like Navajo Indians <laughs> and their spirits. And when you have a situation like that, it's not the game. It's the it's the user, man. It's just it's just a bonus. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's just not my cup. Of, <laughs> it's just my, my cup of tea. Hey man, it's, you know sometimes it is okay to admit that sometimes the entertainment we experience is beyond our comprehension. It's beyond my. It's beyond two souls apparently <laughs> it's beyond two it's beyond a story and a plot too that makes are sense you, are you playing it like the original way it was released or are you playing no the new, i'm playing the, the new timeline remix mode. timeline mode where it's like all in order so like it should make sense but it makes less sense i feel like i should have just like played it in its tarantino cut up version yes and, it yes. Made more, and maybe it would have made more sense to me david cage is the gaming tarantino man i'm trying to tell you I mean, he's amazing. Like, all his other games have been good, but, like, I 
don't like Elliot Page either. Or that's yeah, Elliot Page, right? Wait, which one is it now? What, what do you mean? Which one is it? When it okay, and then the one that's not no longer Elliot or Ellie. No, she's not Ellie. She's Elliot now. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, so Elliot is a very subpar actor. To like say the least, softly on that one. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, the question mark actor. Because when you can't act, are you really an actor? Oh, look, look, everyone plays that game for Aiden. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> Aiden, you mean? Same thing. Aiden, help me! Aiden, help me! Aiden, Aiden, transition to Aiden. Okay, let's just. Aiden, little hanging fruit, and you took it. <laughs> You <laughs> just took it right off the tree. I mean, look, man, I couldn't remember. Okay, so what? <laughs> so I it's did. Not even, it's not even real. So, so basically, she has like superpowers for anyone who hasn't played this game, and she can control. Like, Aiden is like this spirit that lives within her, and he can do some pretty cool things, like knock water bottles over and get angry, and that's <laughs> open doors apparently. <laughs> but she has two <laughs> arms and can't open the door. Oh, sounds <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so I got to this chapter. Where you're literally in the Navajo desert and like it doesn't even tell you where to go. That's why I love David Cage games because they're like, hey, like you want a game where like there's no hand holding and it's like 1997 all over again with really really janky plots. I could have put this in the weird and janky category, <coughs> but I'm like, okay, so what do I do? And okay, so now there's secret Navajo spirits coming after me. What it, what is happening in this game? Like the first hour of it made sense, and then like it just went off the rails. It it does, and it's one of those games that like the the middle that that the Navajo Indian section is the worst part in my opinion. Like I couldn't tell you how that was relevant unless it was trying to say that Aiden was somehow associated with that. But it gets better. Like it, still, it comes, it gets around. better. I still have six chapters left. The beginning and it better the, get better. The beginning and the end were good. That was that midsection right there is what made that game like the least good David Cage game. This game is about to get future endeavored. It's it's about to get finished <laughs> and platinumed. Let's be real. I mean, come on, man. You're about to fall in love with it. It's about to get you with that charm. You're about to go, oh, masterpiece. Well, I already got past the 15 minute mark, so I can't call it a masterpiece at this point. According to Levi, according to Levi's rules, I already played too much of it. So to call it a masterpiece at this point would be, I can't do that. Can't do that. Not yeah. with good, not with good conscience, at least you know. <laughs> yeah, I get it. it. It's it's that one was that was a pretty divisive title, but overall, it was it was I liked it. I liked it a good bit. Uh, I started a second. Um, Let's take a playthrough of Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I know everyone's all excited to hear about. Because <laughs> whenever I talk about Switch games, it's like, oh, Joe's playing the same Switch games he's been playing for the last seven months. Is he going to play any of the other 40 he owns? No. The answer is no, people. Stop asking. Well, here's, here's a question for you. Though. Stop asking. Here's a question for you. Is there, like, I don't know how far you're into your second playthrough. Is there, mm-hmm. a, like, a, a, a fair narrative difference in it? 100%, because you're playing as a completely different house with different okay. people. Okay, so it's worth yeah. playing again. In oh, game. yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, yeah. I mean, it, CJ, let's define worth here, okay? Well, like, I mean, is the story it, different, you know, like, or the same? Yeah. I mean, the main story itself stays the same, but, like, the interactions with your characters are totally different because they're different characters. Yeah. So, so it, 
Warren's so like if you're into the social yeah if you're into the social aspect of those kind of games like persona and fire emblem like you know that they're worth replaying if you missed anything yeah social wise yeah so it's not just a carbon copy basically on the no, no no and cool. then there's a fourth story on dlc which i get to pay money for thank you nintendo i thought you didn't do dlc no no, no. fire emblem i do dlc oh wait that's the exception to the rule yes what what rude human being is got their their ringer on in the middle of a podcast oh sorry i got a text message and my ringer was on sorry wow wow, wow. everybody wow. shun this guy boo oh, him oh snap breaking breaking wrestling news on the podcast here bobby fish was just released by wwe yep what they're the going ex- on. They're going O'Reilly's going and the, too. And the exodus continues. Yeah, they're going under. Anyway, uh, what else did I play this week? Not much, really. Like that's kind of really it. Like I didn't, I didn't play too much this week. I was really busy with work. I really want to concentrate on playing a lot of stuff this weekend. I did play Hyrule Warriors for another like ten hours, maybe. So now I'm up to like a hundred, um, almost two hundred hours. I think I'm about to eclipse two hundred hours soon. That's insane. Dude, there's so much to do in that game and so much to collect. It'll make your head spin. Like I have like I literally have like a like a like an Excel spreadsheet on my like floor in my room that like tells me how to do everything I need to do because like the internet's just too confusing sometimes. I'm like, "All right, look at the sheet. All right. I'm on the map. All right, so the map's set up into like cubes and then it does like a like down the columns, they're all like numbered and then across the, across the top on like the the x-axis or down on the bottom on the x-axis there's um there's letters right so letters and numbers and then you match up the letter and the number and that's how you figure out what what mission you're on and then you have to figure out what the actual like extra thing you have to do in the mission is to unlock like either the piece of clothing the heart container or the golden skull that you're missing and it's it's just a pain in the ass because they don't tell you what to do in the game they give you like these brief tiny paragraphs and then they put like question marks over the actual detail like a bunch of fuckers and i'm like i'm like this is like trying to get trophies back in the heyday when they didn't they didn't give you the option to hit like the square button and like tell you what you had to to unhide the trophy right i don't want to go back to that unhide the trophy days like we're, we're beyond that like like please don't make me do that anymore i wish there was a button where you could just hit and pay to pay to pop them sometimes like i'm i'm at that point <laughs> I'm in that point there, of my journey. There's a game that has come out. That's what you do. I know Nier has that. Nier, Nier uh, Autonoma or Automata or however they want to pronounce it today. <laughs> oh! Boop, 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 boop. There's a giant list of people that got released. Uh, Bronson Reed, gone. Bronson <sighs> Reed got released. Kyle O'Reilly's on the list, didn't he? Jake Atlas, released. Uh, Ari Sterling released. Kona Reeves, no, they got rid of the finest. I loved Kona Reeves. Leon Ruff gone. Stefan Smith gone. Tyler Rust gone. Uh, Zaka Harry Smith gone. Asher Hale gone. Mercedes Martinez gone. This is WWE. wow. Yeah, this is all. I don't even know who those are. Giant Zanfir gone. It's all NXT. So NXT is just like a mass exodus. But anyway, back to Loop Bros. That was uh, your brief moment of Wrestle Bros podcast coming soon. Don't worry, Wrestle Bros is coming back. CJ, what have you been playing, brother? <laughs> no wrestling games, that's for sure. Uh, uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, before we address the white elephant in the room, uh, I'll throw out some more love on... Hey, 
on the sky. It's a beautiful. El- <laughs> you leave the, you leave that beautiful elephant alone. Oh, he's quick today. Um, uh, throw out some more love on Scarlet Nexus. So I basically finished, almost finished. Uh, I'm in the last phase of the the first playthrough or whatever else, and that game. A game just gets better and better. It really does. Like, you know, we, we talked before that if you if you don't like anime, it's going to be a tough sell because there are there's very long cutscenes in that, like, 20-minute long sort of mini episodes, I suppose. And, and there is a, a good um a good amount of the game. You know, you, you can go down the path of giving gifts and watching Bond episodes and things like that to... to and, and you know they're not they're not worthless like some games you know it, it's just a waste of time doing that but this really it unlocks different levels of um, affinity with your character it's a little bit like Sword Art Online and it does open up new um, skill sets within the game which is sort of cool so there's a reason a reason to do it and the game it definitely like there's a lot going on like I talked before with the controller you know you you're utilizing all the bumpers all the buttons and directional things and you really need to as you get into sort of the midway point of the of the story because it does get it does get a little bit difficult with the sort of the boss fights and and you can't just sort of button mash at all even though it is a you know a hack and slash style game so i think they did a like i think they did an amazing job and i think you know it will probably unfortunately fall under the radar and only be played by people sympathetic to the, the asian persuasion i suppose um of games but i think there's a lot there for for anybody to play i mean there's a ton of gameplay as well and i know it's a full price game or whatever at the moment but you know, it does it does look good as well, like a next gen game. So I think you know it's a, a full credit to Bandai. Um, they didn't cut any corners in a year that you know we're seeing games either get pushed or have a lot of corners cut. So I think I think I that's a, team. yeah. It's I would look. I'd really recommend it, John. It's one of those games where like you like I, the first four or five uh, phases, so six hours. It was a bit like oh, I'm not sure, but then it really got my hooks into me. And I know Tanner's in a similar position. I think he's gonna maybe finish it this weekend and. Be interesting to hear what he says, but it really, it really does pick up, and the the combat is really good. You know, there's a a lot of variety in there, so, so that's a great game. And then, I mean, we should probably address the white elephant in the room, which is the PlayStation. Uh, what number are they up to? Four point five, four point six. One of us. One of us. Sony pony. So. I think you should have a new Patreon podcast with Tanner every time you finish an, uh, a Japanese game called Asian Persuasion. <laughs> That's great. You know, you know where I got that phrase from. Uh, I heard, uh, and he was—it was a bit of a sexual innuendo as well, which was lovely, sir. Uh, but I don't think he listens. <laughs> Is that guy? And I don't know his name, Joe, but you probably know. It's the guy that records the Nintendo podcast. Um, Steve. Steve is one of the hosts, I think, and it's the other guy. Oh, uh, Andy. Yeah, he's a really things. nice guy. Yeah, and I've heard yeah. him say it a few times, referring to gentlemen callers. I think, and uh, it's wonderful—a wonderful phrase. So I've uh, stolen it for games. Uh, or whatever else, but um, yeah, no, it's it's a great phrase. So anyway, we're PlayStation um five. So I mean, you've you've all played it now, Zach? Maybe oh, not, I'm not sure. Of course, Zach has. I mean, he plays all the games. Yeah, he's yeah, tried I play. Well. I've played every video game. <laughs> but I mean, well, yeah. So like, it's uh, like I don't know. Like, uh, throw a couple of things out that surprise me. Like, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I know when it first came out, there was a lot made of the controller and of the the resistance in the um in the the um, triggers or whatever else. And then I haven't heard a lot about that since. And I know you guys have mentioned it or whatever, but when I picked it up, I thought it was going to be like a gimmick. And yeah, yeah, it is a gimmick, but I didn't think there would be the amount of resistance there is, um, which really surprised me. Like you really do have to pull down and, and it's sort of like, you know, anything new, you're like, oh, I don't want to break it. So I sort of half pull it down and then it's not 
going and then you realize you can really like really slam it down. So I thought um I thought that was a lot better than I was expecting and I played I assume most of you have played that Astros um playroom yes. is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. And so that was a really good uh, demonstration of that of the, the blowing on the controller. I thought that was kind of cool as well. And yeah. in particular one of the things that like one of the things that I don't like is is move controls or you know in the the PS3 I forget the fancy word Rex or whatever it was where you could move it around and some games on the PS4 did that but not really. And then in this game, they had the the climbing up the walls where you'd um you'd swing the controller while you're also swinging the, the the buttons to move your hands or whatever. And I thought like that's something I hadn't done before. I suppose the closest I'd come to that was in the VR um, game, and I forget the name of it. It's the one that makes you throw up. Um, it was set in a planet, didn't do very well, um, or whatever else, and you explore. Uh, and I suppose that's the closest I've come to that sort of you know motion or whatever so i thought well that's that's pretty cool and that's stuff that is directly related to the controller so it's not possible on the xbox as it stands and i thought it was funny this week that phil spencer made a comment that they they did feel they could have done more with the controller or in the future they will do more because he's quite impressed with the dual sense that's what you call it isn't it yep um controller so i thought you know that it's a good good win for microsoft down the, the road that they're acknowledging that you know it's more than just something in your hands and Having said all that, there are negatives too. I was because I'd never hold, held a PS5 controller before. I was surprised how narrow the ends are that come into your hands. Mm-hmm. And again, it depends what sort of hand problems you suffer with. But we've all been gaming for long enough, so we all have some sort of problem. Um, but I found I find that in particular, I think coming from the Xbox controller, it's a, it's a little fatter on the sticks. So just having that more, you know, I like it like yeah, my hands around it, Daryl, really feel it, and um, oh, oh, oh. it's it's hard on that. So I noticed that. And the other yeah. thing. Is, the other thing I thought too, and this is something that, you know, I know Fly's wondering, I think too, and I was wondering a lot of, is with that resistance in the triggers, like what sort of effect that's going to have on your hands long-term if you play a lot? Because like to detract, you know, I, I come from a musical background and one of the things you have to be careful of when you're practicing a lot, when you're young, like six, eight hours a day at university is the, the wear and tear and RSI you can do on your, your fingers in, in particular. And you have to be very careful, you know, and I know it sounds a bit over the top, but it's true. And one of the, the things that people have done in the past, professional musicians, is actually tied little weights to their fingers or had finger weights in the belief that it would actually make, you know, pushing against the resistance would make your fingers stronger. But over time, that's been proven to be actually very negative. It can have ma- major effects on the nerve endings in your hand and everything. And while, like, the resistance is not crazy on that thing, it's still quite you know, quite a lot. And I was thinking at the time, like, you know, imagine playing a 50 hour game, you know, fairly intensely over like a week or two and, and playing with that setting. It would be interesting to see how your hands would feel, I think. And then as I was playing the other night, I was like, I probably should turn this off now because I know what it's like and, you know, just get the hands or us, but I still haven't turned it off. So I suppose, I suppose it gets you in, but it does, it does make me wonder <laughs> over long-term with older gamers. I don't know if you thought of that, Daryl, you probably don't have any problems maybe. Um, no, I, I don't, I don't particularly have any hand issues. And I, I mean, we all know I don't play long enough or frequent mm-hmm. enough to probably develop them, but after you know playing several games that really do utilize the the resistance on the triggers i can totally see it and like you said before my first thought was i don't want to break this thing because it really does in some games lock you down like you gotta put pressure on there yeah so it's it's pretty wild 
Yeah, but I mean, it's not a negative, and I, like, it's not a thing that you know, like, if you're playing within the limits of responsibility of like an hour or two a day, it's not something you'd have to worry. But it's more probably a thing if you just go through a period where you're playing hours a day. I wonder, yeah. and um, and use it. But one of the things that I noticed because I've only played like the exclusives or whatever that you know, obviously, some are more geared towards it than others, and and playing Ratchet at the moment, it's it's really effective in that. And one of the things that I'm sure somebody said, you know, from talking to people, but I didn't understand because you don't understand until you, you have it in your hand I suppose is the footsteps so when you're working walking on different surfaces whether it be metal or it be grass or be soft you can actually feel a difference in the controller with yeah. the, the vibrations which is is very cool and then even this morning I played some Final Fantasy 14 uh, the PS5 um, update version and even that has it in it which surprised me so when you're in, in your like a your your car flying car or whatever you can actually feel some turbulence through the controller which of course is not there on the, the ps4 version so i thought that was great and then you know not to, to drag on but probably the because i'm trying to be sort of unbiased because one of the things that is interesting is when you come at something what it's been out seven months now i suppose six or seven mm-hmm. months and having not played one at all you, you really you know you develop in this mind that maybe the grass is greener on the other side uh, mentality and you know, and again, not biased here, although you can think whatever you like. When you put the two systems side by side, it's clear that the Xbox is more powerful graphically and also load times. It's more clear on the third-party games I've noticed that I've played so far. And that's an interesting position for Sony because, like, both sides are going to get better, obviously. But, you know, a screen-on-screen comparison of, of some racing games like WRC is a big difference between the two, running on the same on a good TV on the same setup. It is it's noticeable difference. So again, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter. I suppose if you if you're not after performance, but I think if you're moving between both, you will. And and for me, it's sort of cemented in my mind that it'll definitely be a spam machine and a um an exclusives <laughs> machine and any third parties. You know, and it's a bit hard because I like playing my racing games. I like you know going for a platinum in a racing game, but I'm not going to play WRC games when they look you know inferior. I'm not going to put 50 hours into that game when I I could have it looking better and the immersion and stuff. So I, I think it will improve, but I think PlayStation's really, I was trying to think of the wording the other day. It's like they've really ca- captured the gaminess of a game. It looks like a game, a bit like a Nintendo looks like a game. I can see the animation. I can see the lines. I'm definitely playing a game. The Xbox has the power for simulations and, and these games. I Like I know I'm playing a game, but I really feel immersed. Like I can really make out fine detail in the environments at high speed. And I, I suppose that's the, the tech and, and the PC push. But again, it would totally depend on on the games that you're you're playing, and so I suppose the last bit was I wanted to sort of maybe ask you know you you two or you've played it for a bit now what you'd recommend to play because I've been dabbling like in the first five minutes of everything because I want to like a kid in a, in a in a can of shit want to try everything put my hand <laughs> in it and then in my mouth but uh, but what what have you sort of because you've both had it for a little while what have you sort of settled on what are you enjoying I suppose what should I try you go first Joe. Um, I would definitely say play Miles Morales just because of, of the way the game feels with the triggers and everything and just the swinging around. It just feels so different on the PS5 versus the PS4 version. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like it's And just the race racing looks so great in that game. Like mm-hmm. Honestly, it's, it's a gorgeous game. I can't wait to see what they do with a full-blown Spider-Man game. And they even put, they even like, even if you play the remake, I don't know if you have the deluxe version of it, mm-hmm. or even, you could even buy the Spider-Man um the original game, the PS5 version, is actually worth playing again on PS5. It just it just looks so much better, and it loads better. Uh, the, the game's a phenomenal game to begin with, but it's even better on the 5 now. Um, Tony Hawk, 
if you have Tony Hawk for uh, PS4, you only have to pay $10 to upgrade it to PS5. One of those ones that's not free because Activision doesn't believe in free upgrades because they can suck a Wang Chang, a oh, Ching Chong, and a Bing Bong. Some of that was provocative and some of that was racist. <laughs> Fucking assholes. <laughs> he felt that $10, I can tell you. Hey, he did. <laughs> Shing <laughs> Chong and a Bing Bong. Oh um, I'm mad. I'm mad because, like you know, like they were, everybody else is giving out free updates, and Sega's the same way. They can suck off with all the freaking Yakuza games. Like playing Yakuza like a dragon on PS5 is actually worth playing on PS5. It's mm. Gorgeous, plays well. I really wish they would make a Persona, honestly, CJ, and I think that would get you hooked. But mm. no, really big RPGs yet to play on it, which is kind of disappointing at this point. I thought. Oh, you could replay Final Fantasy VII if you want to play through another 50 hours of Final Fantasy. Hmm. It's worth it. The ray tracing looks absolutely phenomenal in that game. And it plays it plays very well on the PS5 compared to with PS4. The extra power gives it kind of that extra edge. Um, Doom Eternal, I don't know if Daryl's played it yet, but Doom Eternal looks absolutely gorgeous and runs 10 times better on the PS5. I dig it. I dig it. Um, so I think that, and again, I'm coming from a place of ignorance because I have not used the uh, the Series X yet. But I think that what would sway me if you're if you're interested in the haptic feedbacks and then the use of the controller on some of these third party games, you know, obviously you, know, you, I believe you when you say that the Series X is is more powerful. Um, you know, Phil Spencer said that after the Xbox One, they didn't ever want to come out with less power than their competitor again. So mm. I believe that's going to be their position from now on. Um, mm. So if you if graphics and you know stability is like the is the way you want to go, go for it. Uh, but I think that what's going to sway, at least it would sway me, uh, and what's worth checking out is third party games that really use the DualSense. Uh, and I'll use uh, Plague Tale Innocence as an example. Um, if you have the option of something that looks a little better or feels different, uh, I personally am inclined to choose feels different. Um, I, and I don't know how much of that is just because that's the new thing um, or if it's because I, I truly enjoy the experience, but I've been playing through that game and the, you know, you were talking about the footsteps with Ratchet. Mm-hmm. So in a Plague Tale, you can, like it's like you can feel the rats scurrying around from left to right, up and down with your controller. Um, yeah. I'm actually kind of writing down notes because I want to do a deep dive or, or at least some sort of review on that game. And it's crazy because throughout the game, my controller is just going nonstop. Just and then all of a sudden, I get to one level where it's like there's rats everywhere and it doesn't do it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I immediately noticed it. I was like, oh, wow. They forgot to, yeah, something's wrong there. You know, like, I don't know what happened where like, I don't know if maybe just the console just didn't trigger or if it was like, actually, yeah, they didn't patch the, the haptics in this one little section. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, that is, a, that is a noticeable difference to have it, that stimulation, and then to not have it. Um. And you, uh, Resident Evil uh, Village. That was another one. The section with the giant um, CJ. Did you play? You haven't played Village yet, have you? No, I'm still still working through seven. <laughs> okay, so there is a, a particular enemy that chases you around in a sequence where you do not have any weapons, so you have to hide from it. And there's a part where you can't see it anymore, 
but you can feel it sliding across the room ever so faintly as it gets farther and farther away from you. So like, even though you can't see the enemy, you can feel how far away he is based on the haptic feedback. Mm. And I thought for horror, for survival horror, that is, I mean, it sold me so hard. I was like, dude, this right here is the next level of intensity with horror games because now, and and even not so much horror games, but games where you're going to have to be in the dark, you know, like there is going to be a, another sense that you can use now while interacting with video games. And it's done so well. Like, I think, I think the switch, you know, was kind of onto something with the, what they call 3d rumble. And I think this is the next, the evolution of that. So I really, actually, I really hope Xbox jumps on and releases a controller with haptics yeah. so that, that you can experience that on, on all platforms. Because to me, that is, I'm, but again, I, I've said this before on the show, I'm a rumble fan. Like I think that rumble is essential. So I think that playing with mouse and keyboard, that one of the first things I noticed is like, well, there's no feedback. There's nothing, you know, like one of the, best things in a game is when you pop somebody with a headshot and you feel a little rumble in your controller. Like it adds to the, uh, that connection of bullet and target. It adds to, you know, the, the feeling of a game. So, um, there, there's some games like first person shooters where you play the game and it's like, man, this sounds kind of flat. It it just doesn't feel that good to shoot, to kill things. And then you play call of duty and you're like, God, this feels right. And it's not, the aim assist it's not the sound design it's not just the rumble it's like all those things together that create this experience and so i would say uh call of duty resident evil 8 um a playtale innocence obviously the first parties are going to use it so you know for me i will can as i uh, stumble across and play games that actually use the um, the haptics, I'll you know come on the show and tell everybody. And I was the same way about the uh, you know, the light bar with the PS4. You know, when you uh, everybody, God, it was so annoying. Everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, there's this light on my controller and it drives me crazy." And I'm like, "Dude, the light changes color based on the damage you take, so you don't even need a HUD anymore because you can see your life bar based on the illumination of your controller." Mm-hmm. You know. And for me, like getting less HUD on the screen and then telling you what's happening based on the experience is where gaming is going to get better. Like graphics are great, but if graphics didn't, I mean, they're really not like they're not making the jumps that they used to make, you know? Now, I know you said, you know, playing a Series X on a really good TV is the next, is the next big jump. But I mean, realistically, like things are only going to look so good. One day we're going to hit a point where it's like, I mean, my eyes can't even tell the difference anymore based on how good this looks. So I think tapping into other senses is the way that we progress forward. Personally, I mean, I could be completely wrong, but uh, I think that, you know, stuff like that is cool. You know, like Dead Space is one of my favorite games. And one of the things I always talk about is how you didn't have a hood. You had your spine lit up and that was your health bars. You could monitor your health based on the illumination of your spine. Hmm. And then when you raised your gun to aim down sights, there was a hologram that would tell you how how much ammo you had on there. 
that was such smart game design because it got everything else off the screen for you. And uh, I think that uh, that's pretty much, in my opinion, what the controllers are doing now. And I think that the games that utilize that are, are that it takes something that doesn't just look good and turns it into the experience. So, yeah, I, I think I think that that's well said. And just just to pick up on it, like I'm not trying to. It's a strange situation because, like, I'm, I'm having both is is wonderful, and like, I know that there's people, you know, that had both from the beginning, you know, and lucky them, uh, you know, or earlier or whatever. And in the back of my mind, part of the reason I didn't get one is that because because it was never an issue of getting one through the stores because that was never going to happen here anyway, and it's probably not going to happen for a year. So th- there's always been stock here if you're prepared to to buy from a scalper. So so it's not a question of well, well you can't get one; you just you just have to go that way if you want, but. I delayed it because I, I did want to spend more time on the Xbox and I knew if I had both, it would be very, very hard to divide time. And also because on both sides, there isn't a lot of games. So coming at it, you know, seven months later or whatever, it's been, it's been wonderful because, you know, I picked up what was Returnal, Demon's Souls, Sackboy, both the Spider-Mans. There's a few, whatever, um, free games, as you say, that upgraded from PS4 or something. And I ended up with I think I probably bought like six games. So I ended up with a library of like, not including spam, of probably like 25 games or something because of all these free upgrades. So there's definitely stuff to play, which I, I thought was good. And and probably one of the biggest things, and again, because I'd seen it before on the other system, it didn't didn't wow me as much, but the the HDR and I, I think and the lighting, you know, in particular on the, on the PS5, it's such a big step up from the Pro and I remember playing the Assassin's Creed of Valhalla and you start off in the snow section and, and the night I got that Xbox and I literally just put the controller down and looked at the, the snow for 20 minutes because it was just the lighting was unbelievable. And I've already sensed that in, in PlayStation, particularly in Returnal. Like I've only spent a couple of hours in there, but it's a much darker game. But even that, the lighting in, in Ratchet, when you, I don't know if you've, you've all played that, but as you get into that, whatever the city's called there and there's such hustle and bustle and the it's just so clear what you can see and then even on the flip side the final fantasy 14 which by nature an mmo is not supposed to look good and the text is so much easier to read that's one of the big advantages of hdrs the white versus the black and actually reading text becomes it sort of pops so it's much easier to give your eyesight's a bit you know whatever so so there there are definitely a lot of positives and i do i do look forward to to spending more time the only other thing i'd like if you if you don't mind indulging me uh, a little here is the pricing of games okay so so this isn't a big issue for americans so sorry i don't have any tips or help here but one of the things i had already decided when i made the step to get one is that i would buy all the exclusives straight at the same time Uh, that's the advantage of waiting i suppose and putting money aside for it and so i could move between them and see them but i didn't factor in the that I would end up with a digital console. I sort of in the back of my mind thought I would go with this, but in the end, it's just not financially responsible to make that move, I think. So I went with the digital. Most of my stuff is digital anyway, but of course that means I'm now locked into buying games off the store. And the Australian store for PlayStation, and I've had this problem for some time, the regional store pricings on PlayStation are out of control and they have been since the PS4, mid mid PS4 generation. It used to be a situation where you could buy on the Canadian store and you'd pay like next to nothing. The the games were in, you know, American dollar price. So so a thirty dollar American game would be thirty dollars Canadian. And thirty dollars Canadian is a lot less than thirty dollars American, especially three or four years ago. So the games were like nothing. And then Sony corrected that, you know, and so now the the parity is the same or whatever. But 
with the Australian store, and I have a feeling for most of the European stores, they're selling these games for like 115 Australian, which is about 105 or 103 American dollars. Yet the same game is for sale on the American store full price for between 60 and 70, 70 ish dollars. So there's a big, there's about a $30 US per game discrepancy here, which I don't understand why. It's got nothing to do with sales. And the current, just to illustrate the point, and, and there will be time if you're listening to this and you want to buy some PS5 games, the current sale, I think, that runs through to the 19th or 20th of August, it's across the world. The, the percentage discounts are about the same on PlayStation 5 games, but to buy those five or six launch, you know, or whatever, loosely launch games or whatever, the main games for PS5, you will save, well, I saved about 60 American dollars buying them all on the American store versus buying them on the Australian, which is one full game. So you basically yep. pay for five. And now I can't believe that. Now, going forward, I assume that's going to be the same. So if you are playing on that system and you're outside of America, then you should, I think you should take advantage of Sony here. I have no problem with this at all because I think it's wrong that they're doing this. And if you have to buy digital, don't necessarily just go and pay whatever they want in your region if it's, if it's astronomical. And I mean, Ratchet was $140 in the Australian store, which is just disgusting when it was like 69 or something in the... US store, so you know, fifty or sixty dollar difference in one game. It's crazy. That's, that's insane. That it you is. Guys it's have it's that, very that you pay that tax on games. No, like, it's I know not the tax. It's not. That's a common misconception because these games are being sold in the store for for you know uh, the, the same price as America in conversion. So this is a tax that Sony's putting on. It's not a game tax. Really? Like, yes. Yeah. That that there is a tax. Well, here, I know. But it, I know. In, well, percentage. in Canada, in Canada, it's it's just the conversion rate because yeah. Corey pays Corey pays about. 70 per new release for when it was ps he paid about he paid about 10 to 20 dollars more per game so like their ps5 games are 90 dollars compared to 70 here in the u.s yeah and that's how much they are when you go to gamestop too the same price yeah so he's not paying any difference it's like it's just sony doing the conversion Hmm. um but to do what they do to you guys is like the tariff and all that and add it all in and it's just kind of not fair no no, and I like I can't. Unfortunately, as I said, it doesn't help Americans, and I and I always tread carefully because I always it's okay. Sometimes I buy games before I own the system if the price is good because I know I'm going to get it or whatever. And I'm I not, do the same thing too. I stocked up on PS5 games like, yeah, before the, I had my PS5. Exactly, and th- this could if you think you are going to get one in the next month or two. I don't know how often these go on sale, but the sale is pretty good. Not for everything. God awful is not for sale, which is surprising. Uh, you have to still pay it full price. And the Final Fantasy VII is still full price. Probably not surprising. Uh, but the other others all, you can save, you know, save sizable money or whatever. And, and it's still very easy to region uh, switch on the system. Um, it's not difficult at all. So having alternate accounts for that purpose, it's quite easy. Although I, I must ask you both, like uh, the UI, like I know you've mumbled, but let's be honest, it's a fucking nightmare. You know, you get a fucking toddler with a fucking crayon could have done a better job than Sony I mean, did with that. You get you get used to it, and honestly, like I like it better than the PS4 one because at least they changed uh, something. Like, <laughs> I got I got used to it. I don't like how many clicks you have to do to do things. I think it's like astronomically ridiculous how many times I have to I have to go into my name and then go into my trophies and then click on the friggin' list. It's like I don't I even want to look at the list. It's so bad. Mm. I just, they're saying in the next update they're fixing all that, but you know it, the thing is this is like I mean, they're, lo- not, they're not going to fix everything. They're just going to make it friggin' vertical because everyone can piss. It's horizontal. Yeah, but that's huge. I actually yeah, that- like that it's horizontal because you can scroll quickly through it and then just go back oh. to playing. 
You can't see anything though. Most of the descriptions and everything are they're freaking are, are cut off. Yeah, you have to actually yeah, like click in. To, you got well, you got to click in. Yeah, it's, it's way of, too much. It's way too convoluted. I, I you know it, like my initial impressions of it were like, man, this is beautiful. This is awesome. And then like you start using it and you start seeing that like, man, this is actually not. It's it's not it's overly complicated, like for no reason. And uh, yeah, they they changed. See, so okay, all of my aggravations with the xbox uh with the one the xbox one's os like not the most recent one but like the one before where things were just kind of buried between one or two extra button clicks opposed to the xbox 360 um it's like playstation was like hey let's do that let's like and then the main page is like a freaking advertisement yeah like whatever they want you to see. And that frustrates the crap out of me. Like, I don't like, I want to, it'd either be nothing or I want it to be what I want choose, not what they choose for me kind of thing. I mean, but it, I mean, it, it grabs your attention. Cause it's like, Hey, it doesn't just put what they want you to see. Actually, usually it revolves around games you own. Like yeah. it's actually, it actually does tailor it to the things that you own, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I wish that that Explore page would be like your friends and what your friends are up to, and that was the first thing you saw. You could see what oh what what's everyone playing right now? Like oh, uh, CGA just unlocked a bunch of trophies in this. Cool, I might pick that up. Like I don't know. Like I do like the way the store is now. I think they fixed the store considerably compared to the PS4 store. Yeah, like the store, the store is good. It was better. It's not great, but well, the sales is cool. The upgrade to PS5 yeah. tab is amazing because you can see what games are upgraded, and I think that's really cool. At a glance, you can just see, oh well, these ones are all either free. Yeah. All right, let's brush out all my discs and see if they were. And it's um, built into the OS this time versus running an app, so it doesn't slow down. No, it doesn't jank. It's all fuck. Yeah. Jesus God, and, I I couldn't deal with the, the store. PS Now is better too because it's built in. So it's it's integrated, yeah. So PS Now runs smooth and it it runs quick. Yeah. Even when you're streaming, I feel like it runs quicker. Yeah, but a lot quicker. I'll just pick up on that point again because I I play differently to both of you. So this isn't something you've probably even realized yet. Maybe Daryl, you have because you play a few regional stacks sometimes. But there's fundamental flaws in that store, and one of them, of course, is the fact that you download the PS5 version and it stacks the other stacks of the game underneath the same tile. Yeah, Yeah, which is a nightmare. Uh, That's changing in the new update. That's that's changing. They're they're separated them. Why not? Why not fix the system? But I (laughs) I, I agree. That was a really stupid way of doing it. So we are making fun of friggin' uh, Xbox for (laughs) their oh smart delivery. And then <laughs> it's like, wow, that's actually really smart. And I complained yeah. about that like a few weeks ago on the show, CJ. Like, yeah. I, I, I said something about like Ninja Gaiden. Oh, yeah. I'm not and I kept Ninja clicking Gaiden. on the third game because I couldn't figure out where the other two were. Yeah. And then I figured out you have to click on the little like the little like dot 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 thing and then it changes whatever version you're playing. And that's cool enough because it keeps everything consolidated under one tab, which I do kind of like. So I'm kind of pissed that they are separating it because now it's just going to create more clutter on my screen, which is like mm. it was creating less clutter. I wish they would give you options. Just pick what you want to do. Like, let me customize it the way I want to customize it. Mm. Bring back themes like I like themes. I like paying for them if they're worth paying for or designing my own. Like, I. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure there's more that will come out in the in the. Ne- I don't know. Weeks, they they but... seem like they're kind of keeping. They're, they they seem like they're doing what Nintendo's doing with the Switch, and they're keeping the interface very like, very like, even keel and very like 
not convoluted because it'll fuck with like the running of the system. I don't think the mm-hmm. PS5 will happen, but I know that's why the Switch never got any kind of UI updates or any kind of themes because if you run a theme on that and try to run a game, it will like crash it because it's barely running the yeah. games that's running anyway. I think it's just, and it's been my my hesitance with the system the whole way along is that they've really. You know, they said, you know, we believe in generations, which is, you know, gaming is not true. But in the system, perhaps it is because <laughs> they didn't, they didn't, the OS is so different. Like, they, it hasn't grandfathered people in from the PS4 one at all. It's a totally new system. And, you know, whatever you think of the Xbox one, they iterated on it, but they didn't really change it. So if you knew how to use the Xbox one, you know, interface, you know how to use the Series X, you know, uh, or whatever. Whereas this PlayStation, it's completely different. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. It took me ages to get out of a game to start with. But that's, that's, that, but that's and, every single iteration of PlayStation, though. Not yeah, to play I, I understand. Like, that's every single console they've ever made or any, any device they've made. They've always iterated on the interface. Never keep the interface the same. Never. Like, yeah. you look from generation to generation, it's always changed. Like, you had that shitty UI in PS3 that was absolute garbage, where the store looked like you fucking opened a URL in the friggin', like, dial-up internet. It was horrible. Well, well there's change for good and, and change, for, you know, it's beyond un- that. unnecessary. And I think it probably walks a fine line. Like, some of the trophy stuff is good with the little guides. Like, I haven't used them. But I, but- I can see th- there's definite, you know, pro- and I think it will improve or whatever else. The only thing... I'll say as well, two things, because I have one question for you. It might be my ignorance in not realizing, but I was talking to Jordan the other day, or he made a comment the other day when we were playing, or maybe in the Discord, I forget. And he said he accidentally, a few months ago, he accidentally bought Ratchet and Clank on the store. And when he was finishing a game, he'd had a few drinks or whatever, and he somehow got in there and accidentally bought it. And at the time, I thought he was taking the piss. (laughs) I'm like, how do you accidentally buy a game? And then, you know, and I thought, and then I spoke to him and he's like, yeah, yeah, no, it was good. They refunded it. But he was he was for real and i was like that's so weird but it is it's so convoluted that like i have my paypal connected to my account i was in the store somehow the other day because i don't it's not that streamlined whatever you say and i was looking at godfall and i didn't realize within like three clicks and admittedly i'm so used to playing on different controllers on the xbox i was pushing potentially the wrong button but i had that thing in my cart ready to be sold to me basically without even realizing from the game because i clicked on this link and so it's almost so streamlined that you don't even know what's going on half the time. And I think, you know, I don't know, again, I don't know how deeply you've dug into that, but I suddenly saw how that could happen. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, it's like a casino. Good on them for achieving that or whatever else. But, but my one gripe for you, now this maybe I don't understand how the system works. When I want mm-hmm. to turn the fucker off, I have to go to my profile. I have to log out oh, and then I have to God. turn it off. Is no, that correct? No, 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 oh, no, man. no, no, you go that's all, you hit, you, so you hit the PlayStation button. You go all the way over to your power, and then you just turn it off. So you don't have to log out and then turn it no, off. No, no. There's a power button all at the end, dude. And then I, I thought the rest mode situation was fixed, and I was, uh, I've been living in rest mode, and someone said, oh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. So is that, is that still a dicey issue to be leaving? I've had mine at rest mode, mode ever since I got it. I've yeah. never had an issue. Yeah, I thought, I thought it had been fixed. So Just wait until that one day where it doesn't turn on, Daryl. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't even know that that was a thing. No. no. Well, the, the hardest thing for me at the moment is that because with the quick resume on the Xbox, I forget to save because I don't need to save. You know, the game is always there. And rest, when I'm moving. You, always put it, you, you always put it in rest mode. That's why. Like we're PlayStation. I mean, well, no, rest on, mode. Yeah, but you have to Xbox, save your game you on PlayStation. Yeah, that's right. Because PlayStation, if you quit the game and <laughs> you didn't save, you lose all your progress. Yeah, I, um, I feel uh, like the system's powerful enough to do to run multiple applications at the same time. But I feel like Sony's not doing that yet. 
Because why would they have a switcher menu? If it's set up to do it. They're yeah, just not set up. Yeah, it's set up to do it. They're just not executing it yet. Just, not, I don't think they're gonna be able to do eight things, but I think you're gonna be able to play two or three things at the same time. Like, yeah, they're just quality of life things, and I think like a lot of what I you know bitched about in the negative are things that wouldn't affect casual games at all, and that's the other thing I've thought from the whole time this PS PS Five's been around. It's definitely catering to casual gamers, and I mean charging what they are for the games. <laughs> it's probably the best way to do it now because no, it is Joe. You laugh, but you know I'm not. I I'm mean, like, you're not going to buy thousands of games. Well, I'm not going to be buying what I used to buy on that system anymore because of a lot of these little things. And at the end of the day, who cares if blah 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 from Australia doesn't blow shitloads on the store because everybody else is buying you know these these games at this price, and and it's you know they're going to make way more from that. And that that's the feeling I've had from Sony the whole way along. There's been no interest in grandfathering players that you know were high volume players on that system at all. I mean, how? Whether, I mean, how no, no, wait, Joe. Whether they give you, whether they give you know some sort of treatment into it, or whether they just keep shit the same so you know how it works, or give you the option to do that. There's been it's, it's a totally clean slate, as you say. But I think they're going to realize, or if they aren't already, and you know, I know that they lost a million subscribers to PS Now or, or PlayStation Plus, and people fucked that over with COVID. But you know, that's not true either. But I, I think there will be this shift from people, probably a higher volume gamers that want performance, they want all this stuff, and they're just going to make this their secondary console because, you know, for the exclusives. And I think, like, to, to wrap up this long-winded, you know, bullshit or whatever, I do think that the ironic thing is that Sony will need the exclusives now more than ever, more than ever in this generation, because really that's all they're going to have. I want to piggyback on that because I don't disagree with you with the uh, with the um, for catering to the casual gamer because even just the little things that I used to do, you know, with and I don't I don't game near as hard as you do, nor do I switch the uh, you know regions as often as you do. But like I have found several complications just with the little bit of dabbling that I do because I've got my European account and I'll get games that way. And then I'll try to jump back and forth and switch in the versions, you know, not knowing which one I'm playing because it's not that obvious. Uh, Granted again, it's probably a very minority, you know, thing. Um, But then the quality, and I know it'll get better over time, but the longer I use the system, the more I get irritated with, because I swap back and forth between so many consoles. You know, like I played my PS4 in my bedroom last night. I've been playing the Xbox 360 downstairs in the living room. And it's like every single one of them does something really well. And then uh, here I am playing the modern version. I'm like, why did you go backwards? <laughs> like, why are we? But you know, they did that. There was issues with the PS4 when it first came out. You know, like it first came out. And it's like, why are we doing like some of these things, like we had themes on the PS3, then we get the PS4 and you can't do themes. Like it's dumb and it's really not detrimental to enjoying video games. But in the same respect, it's like, now here we are again. This is the third time. I'm like, what What are we doing? Like why? I don't understand. And, and Xbox did the same thing. The 360's Blade UI, in my opinion, was the best one. But even the current 360 UI is still, in my my mind better than the Xbox ones. I, I don't have experience with the series X, but you know, they said they weren't changing it that much. But I, just, I just don't understand like, like what these guys are thinking. I'm like, do you use this thing every day? Because if you use it every day, there's certain one button prompts that should never change. Like if I want to look at 
any of my achievements or trophies. It should be the simplest of applications. If I want to put my console in rest mode, it should be the simplest of applications. Why can't I just hold the button anymore to do it? I know. Like, why would you go backwards on that? Yeah. You know, you know, it it says to me, it says that a different group of people created this UI than did the last UI. Yeah. Yeah. I think. So, but yeah. uh, but look, I don't want I don't want to come across as negative because there'll be people there going, oh, look, no, no, I, I don't think you were. I don't think, so, and I don't think you were attempting to. I think you were just voicing your opinion on what you purchased. And I, and when you go and you know you talk about casual gamer, and I mean, yeah, people who buy consoles are casual gamers. They are like in the sense that's what they are. I mean, mm-hmm. you could be hardcore by buying a million games, but if you're not playing on PC in 2021. You're considered a casual gamer. Yeah, but then I can come back at a at a PC player, and I'm like, "Well, what the fuck are you playing? You're playing an MMO, or you're playing this and that and the other. You're not you're not you're not playing any real games because they don't come to PC right away anyway. You have to buy a console to play things right away. Like if you if you want to play like the latest AAA like mega game, they're not coming to PC right away. They're always getting ported there. Mm-hmm. So like you have to buy a console to play things right away. And who and everyone says, "Well, why are things so much cheaper on the PC? Because you have to wait to play them." So like everybody, they already sold their millions and millions of copies on PS4, and and I don't and I don't like what Sony's doing either with the PC stuff. I think it's kind of fucked up that they're like, hey, like, uh, you know that game you bought five years ago and now it's on PC. Well, you got to buy it again and you got to pay full price for it. Like you couldn't just charge a PC price for it. Like be nice. No, it's Sony. Fuck you. You got to spend seventy dollars again for it or sixty dollars again for it. No one's paying sixty dollars to play Days Gone on a PC or forty dollars. No. Nobody you played sm- that to play. Nobody, nobody paid that Come shit on, to play it on PS4. You, you say that, and today <laughs> I actually, I'm in a part of this group on Facebook that's called the Horror Collective. I'm sorry, and people were like <laughs> picking up. They were posted like, "Yep, just pay up. Days gone on sale for forty bucks." So stoked about this today. Yeah. Which that game was great. I don't care what you say. It is a great game. It is, but no one, no one. It got lost in the shuffle and no one cared. But to go back to like what CJ was saying about it being like the second rate console and the Xbox is more powerful. It could be as powerful as it wants, but it still suffers from the same problem it did last generation. It has nothing to play on it. And until yeah. it does, it's never going to be the better console. No. Like if you have nothing to play in your console, what is your console? It's just a brick. It's just a plastic piece of plastic that's useless. It sits in the yeah. corner. It's like Switch sometimes. And it's like Switch like I would say it's Switch like sixty percent of its life cycle. Yeah. There's not really a lot of stuff to play on it if you're not an avid gamer, an avid Nintendo gamer. If like you play a lot of third-party games like Daryl does and you don't really care about Mario and Zelda and all that shit, a Switch is a pretty bad purchase for you, bro. Like yeah. you're not going to find stuff that's you're for not you. <laughs> and like like I get you want to play the Resident Evil ports and that's really why you picked it up. You want to see how it played in handheld and they they look gorgeous and they'll look even more gorgeous on the Switch uh uh like the OLED model, but like again, like we talk about how like consoles take, you know, four, one step forward and 10 steps back. I feel like Nintendo's doing the same thing. They're so hot right now. They should have just released a full blown like iteration, but not to, not to like, not to go on a tangent about that. I, I think I CJ, I think you liked your PS five more than you let on. I think, I think it's growing on you. Uh, I think you need to spend some more time with it. Yeah, no, but I also, I understand some of your, your grievances with it. I don't understand how the fuck they released a console in 2021 and it doesn't have, more than a terabyte of hard drive space. Yeah, 
Yeah, and look, you know, to preface that out, you know, like I got it what on Tuesday. I haven't played the Xbox since, so you know, like it's. it's, it's but I, I will, I will give this out to anybody like this because I know, like, people go, oh, I buy it for this these games or whatever else, and like I bought the Xbox One solely for Forza Horizon Four. Yeah, I played other things after, but that for a long time, that's all I played on it. And ironically, the tipping of my hand for the PlayStation Five, and it does show you how powerful a good game and a potentially a good trophy list can be in these sales i the thing that twisted my arm was the final fantasy 14 port obviously it looks way better but also a really good trophy list probably the best trophy list if you're into you know seriously exploring the game and getting getting full value and so literally if i play nothing else but that you know on that game it's been a it'll be a on that system it'll be a positive for me so i, I really I said, want to start playing final fantasy 14 like you and yeah, you and jt are like oh man this game's so good but i feel like if i'm gonna play it like just like do my, it. don't make my, excuses no, don't be like daryl don't be like me don't be like daryl i feel like if I, if I make if I, if I, yeah if i make this leap i'm making a leap i'm leaping of faith here and it's like this is a journey now yeah like, i'm not gonna be able to just like half-ass this i'm gonna have to get a subscription and actually play this every day yes and then everything else is gonna go on the back burner and am i am i willing to do that no no yes. i'm not yes you are yes no, you are. No. you're you got a billion hours in fire emblem three houses you'll enjoy this i'm telling you cj i know we, we went that's deep a, into a, the minutiae of the playstation but what else have you been playing uh yeah so on the playstation well as i said um ratchet and clank which was great or whatever else i played uh two hours or two hours ish of returnal um the game is hard <laughs> for a low skill gamer balls. but it's 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 not um well it may be cheap later on and i haven't got that far but i don't think it's cheap it's definitely my fault when i die uh and and i do i do like the the loop of it as as well coming from a, a gamer that doesn't play those type of games i think it was good i was warned I was warned that it would be too hard for me, so it's my own fault uh, by multiple people. But you know, it's fun. It's fun to chip away at. I did, under your suggestion, play a little of the Plague's Tale. Uh, played the first three or four chapters last night, and the game. I remember the game on the PS4 looked really good, it, and it does. It looks stunning. The lighting in that game, you actually have to bring the lighting back a bit because it's so bright and and vibrant or whatever else. It, it's wonderful, and and what you said about the. The controls and then you know as i alluded to final fantasy 14 and you know, i don't want to bend your ear but one of the big problems with that that original trophy list in that game and i know you're like trophy list it doesn't matter but in an mmo part of playing the game is the story of course but that's a very small part often it's it's just basically doing everything or doing the in-game achievements so to have a good list it's it's sort of you know maybe what motivates you a bit like a racing game like why would you just keep playing it? You know, why, why do 50 laps? What's the point? You know, if there's an external, you know, reasoning, I suppose. And they've really, they've really worked that list. It's fantastic. Now, not only have they added the DLC expansions, put some trophies there, but they've upped the requirements to like 3000 fates, you know, three lifting characters, three different classes to level 80. And these are, these are like hundreds of hour commitments, which is exactly what a game like this wants. But then it hasn't all been cheap. Like they've added like, you know, a whole lot of trophies to doing all this side content that many people will have done in the past, but, you know, a lot of people would never touch that because it's not necessarily, you know, on the main story or even for leveling. So now you get a trophy for completing this, 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 you know, part of the, the game and these raids and things but then on the flip side they've also added a series of rewards for completing them on the the savage difficulty and like to give you an idea there's no way you're going to be boosting that savage difficulty you'd need eight really good players probably a couple on pc just because of the speed required on hitting the hotkeys 
very challenging on um uh, on console just by nature. So having a really good, really you know team that knows what they're doing and still investing ten to twelve hours in each one of what is basically a fifteen minute you know fight to actually really learn the mechanics. So to 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 have a list that, that that's that representative, I think, and it came from Square. Obviously, I think that's really exciting because Square didn't need to do that. They could have ported the same list or not even ported a list at all. But they've really gone in and and put some thought and time into it. And I think. You know, the, I know the Final Fantasy VII remake list is not bad either. There's a little bit of dodginess there, but not bad. But to show that a company like that, you know, that, that list doesn't happen by accident, I think is very exciting for what they will do in the future with this crossover between, you know, and I know the PS5 is doing this a bit with their trophy cards and things, but it's making it more important. And, and for a game that's that big, that, that needs, extre- you know, external rewards as well to, to you know, show your progress in, in these things. I think it's really great. So. That that's you know I'm I know I'm pushing it hard, but I was I was quite amazed by that list and you know by the game and the port itself. A bit like I said to you, Daryl, the other night. I think the not all ports into this next gen are even. I think the control port was garbage. Like game is great. I think the the port was garbage to next gen, but the um, Plague's Tale really good port. Final Fantasy really good port. I look forward to looking you know finding more good good ports or whatever in amongst yeah. you know the, the others. Awesome, awesome. You got anything else you want to share? That's it. <laughs> Shoot me now. Hey, that, that that one that turned into some good combo there. So, and, and th- I really lean on your uh, opinion too because you're the only one of us who has a Series X. Mm. You know, our other our other Xbox fans just went straight PC, and so yeah. for for me, I'm experiencing some of those games through PC and X Cloud, but I don't have the console in house. And, you know, I'm sticking to my guns on this one. They, ha- I don't have, there's not a game yet. That's like making me like, Oh, gotta buy it. Mm. So, um, so when, it, when the time comes, I'll get one. I've there's, I've owned every Xbox, so I'm not going to not own one. Mm. Uh, but it might just be a little bit later down the road. So for me, um, I played a lot of spam this week, <laughs> a lot of 15 minute spam. Um, I want to give a shout out to Tokyo Run, <laughs> an oh, endless runner. Like, like you sent me that, you sent that message to me, and I'm like, oh, dude, what is this? When does this come out? And then, like the next day, it's like it comes out. So I get home from work. I already pre-bought that game and some other ones. And uh, I'm, I'm waiting on my family to get home from karate and from grocery shopping. So I go, I turn on my console. I like. uh I bought something else too. I bought a bunch of spam games. I bought something else. I was like, cue that up to download, go take a shower, come back. They're not here yet. So I put on Tokyo run and I just ran through and got all the trophies. <laughs> oh, what? Five, 10 minutes. So just an endless runner. You're getting coins like Sonic. You're dodging these giant sumo wrestlers. <laughs> Course, that's um that's the same company that did funky truck the other week you played too. okay <laughs> i got that platinum while we were on the show that night so um that was awesome so and it was like a what a dollar 50 or something like that american so oh uh, man you're killing me i'm mad by this just do it man just do it and get you some trophies enjoy yourself treat yourself yeah. and uh so i did that one and then i was like man i, I was hawking your profile on psm profiles that's a and I was like, that's a dangerous hole, isn't it? it you know, I was, it I, was, is. <laughs> I was thinking before you started, you know, like the Patreon and, you know, like, I mean, I have probably derailed so many people's lives from my degeneracy and they're paying so much <laughs> to their therapist to try and right their wrongs, you know, that I've, I've helped them corrupt that they could easily afford a dollar. 
you know, to, to salute us for, for the yes, damage yes. we've caused. You know, hundred percent. It's a lot 100%. cheaper than your psychologist that you're going to need after this. So, <laughs> well, I think that uh, your your contributions to the delinquency of these wholesome console AAA gamers has been great. And so uh, I'm like, oh, okay, CJ beat a game in 32 seconds. So I sent a message to in our group when I discovered that you had the PS5. I'm like, holy crap! Not only did he get a PS5, but he's auto popping platinums. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, no, no auto popping not for that, here. Not for that price. I'm playing my Spider-Man for that price. I can tell you. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I'm like, how did you beat a game? How did you get a platinum in Legends of Talia in 32 seconds? You've done that game, haven't you? Well, I did. Oh, good. After I saw that you did it. So I was like, oh, well, I'm getting that. So I picked it up. I uh, I popped the platinum in 32 seconds. I was like, no freaking way. This is a uh, voluptuous... Uh, character visual novel that you go to the settings, turn everything up the full blast and hit skip one time. You hit R1 one time and then boom, it just burns through the game and gets all the trophies for you. It's like two bucks and two stacks. You get the PS4. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did it twice. Um, two different days though, because I was trying to, you know, space to space out my spam. Do you reckon you so get any, I got the plat- legit points for that? I mean, if 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 Tricky oh. did it, yes. If Tricky did it, yeah, there'd be be legit points. So then you sent me a message a while back. You sent the group a message uh, of Specter Woods. You had oh, someone God. send that to you, and <laughs> I was like, you know what? Now's the time. I need to go ahead and get my fifty cent, my forty nine cent oh, platinum. Oh God, <laughs> that game is. And I, 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 when I say it's terrible, I mean it is. It is terrible. But someone made that game. And it got me thinking, and this is something I want to put out there. It doesn't have to be done anytime soon. But as the Loot Bros podcast, there is no reason in the world why we shouldn't come together, create a game, exploit the trophy and achievement system, and then put that on the store. There's no reason. We should do it. We should. We, we, I've got some ideas. We, we should come together, and we should create a game. We, and we exploit the trophies and we put it out there and we sell it to our audience and make no money but get easy trophies. We can be legends. I just call it just call it cheat and tricky. <laughs> we, we could do that and get it on the Switch or the Xbox, but we need to pony up twenty five k to get it on the store for PlayStation. Isn't that what it costs? Uh, I think that's to be featured. Oh, <laughs> so, well, the loot price. So, there you go. But we got anyways. We got to figure that out. And if we if we got any uh, listeners who like to design. Uh, assets, games, program games, whatever. You know, you want to be a part of this endeavor, the delinquency, spreading the the good word, as they say. Um, so I, I did that one. I knocked out some more of those breakthrough gaming uh, bowling stories. They're getting lazy. They're not even putting their scripture in the games anymore. Oh, I'm getting, wow. a little, getting a little perturbed. Um, I got a couple of platinums in those. Uh, and then are I guess still, I'll get it. Are they still doing one a week? Like every week? I don't know, man. I bought a couple of them. I, I kind of buy everything in batches. So I'll see them. I'll buy three or four and I'll just pop one. Or so. What I try to do is this. When I'm up in the mornings before work, I try to spam a little bit, get get myself kind of woke up, get a few trophies in a platinum or 10, you know, whatever, and then go to work. And then when I come home in the evenings and I have some time to play, I try to play like actual real games. So I hear that if you start, you know, your day off with spam, a spam a day keeps the doctor away. 
It's so. a fine line, though. Only one, only one, uh, or or ten, you know. But like anything more than that, I mean, there's 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 serious cases of you can overspam. You can, you can, and then <laughs> that leads to blindness, as we all know. I'm That's very, right. Our, That's our mothers right. were right on that. Don't overspam. shake it more than twice. You're playing with it. Pretty sure that's the same thing with spam. So um, I've been playing more Plague Tale. I'm not going to beat on that drum too much harder. Uh, I'm, ve- I'm at the end of the game now. I'm very much enjoying it. Um, I've been playing a lot of wrestling. So I have just really, really, really wanted to play the SmackDown versus Raw games on Xbox 360. And I just don't have them anymore. I've, I've made a really bad life decision a while back and sold all my 360 stuff. And now, you know, 100 games at a time, I've been buying them back. So uh, I've been really jonesing to play some 2000. I've already, uh, 2000 I think I've got all the achievements I can get in 2007 right now. Like, I think that like everything that's not online, I could be wrong. I got to go back and check. But 2008, 2009, 2010, 100% 2011. So like, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back, play some wrestling, get some achievements. Uh, I didn't have any of them in the house, so I did the next best thing, and I bought Retromania Wrestling, um, which I don't know that it's worth the money. Like, it's a $30 game US. Uh, it's kind of modeled off of the Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, um, you know, 16-ish bit, I guess that's what, you, what you'd call it, the um, 2D art style of wrestling games. It's a simple game enough, but like there's not a lot of clear instruction on what button combinations cause what moves. There's no like actual quote, like you did your finisher. Like a little while ago, I'm playing the game while you guys were talking. I didn't want to interrupt, but I got like seven or eight trophies. And it's like I, I got a trophy for 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 doing three finishers in a match. And I don't even know how I did it. Like I'm just I'm over here hitting the grab button. I'm just doing stuff. So it really does lack direction as far as like what moves are what. And it has like an auto grapple feature. And I don't love that, but I've got it on and, and I, you kind of just walk into the character and it'll grab them. So I don't know. It's not love, but it's a wrestling game and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I've, I've, I don't know, about 80% done with it. I'm kind of doing the grindier trophies now. Uh, but then what I did was I owned WWE 2K20, but it was busted and janky and broken when I bought it. So I just did I never really put any time into it. So I downloaded it on my PS4, stuck my PS4 back in my bedroom last night. And after a really long, rough week of work, I just laid in the bed and played wrestling all evening. Like I came home last night, fed everybody. Um, my wife worked, she had a long day too. So we're like, you know what? Boom, let's go. We got in the bed and, um, I just played wrestling while she watched trashy TV. So. Did you did you get all the trophies in um like two K fifteen sixteen? No, because I just I'll be honest, man, I didn't enjoy those games. Like one I got them, some. One of them's on uh, PlayStation Now. Actually, two of them, two or three of them. Yeah, are on there's there's two or three of them on there, and I own a few of them as well. But like, they're just they don't control like the two, the, the SmackDown versus Raw games did, and you know. It's so frustrating, and I want to do like a super loot bros where we actually sit down and we just do a legit wrestling deep like like a dive into these these games, so we don't kill you know like eventually uh, CJ and Kali are gonna you know hang themselves like listening to us talk about this stuff, but like you know and Zach can join in too because he's played all these games like mm-hmm. the older wrestling games 
controlled so much better. When you had a dedicated uh, reversal for grapple and reversal for strike, in my opinion, was the best control schemes. And then when you have your dedicated grapple button, and if you hold a shoulder button while you're grappling or punching, you do a stronger version of it. To me, that was the perfect wrestling control scheme. Every game changes the formula unnecessarily. They swap buttons around, and it drives me freaking nuts. And I'm playing 2K20, and I'm like, why is triangle the reversal button? That makes no sense. Triangle should be your finisher button, if anything. Exactly. It's just so stupid. It makes me want to scream when I'm playing these games. I'm like, this is supposed to be fun, and you're ruining it. Now, I will say this. Um, 2K20 has a lot of uh, like assist um, accessibility options. And so you can dial it in to make it more of an arcade experience. So I will say out of all of the ladder of the 2K from 2K12 to 2K20, I think 2K19 is probably the best controlling of the games. But 2K20, um, it has the most accessibility stuff in it to where you can essentially turn it down to make it more of an arcade experience. And I really am enjoying myself. So I'm playing through the campaign right now, which <laughs> is pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. fun. It's fun. Yeah. To me, 2K19 was the best one yeah. out of the recent ones. I agree. I agree. 2K19. Had the best roster, played well, yep. and it was... It's smooth. It's it buttery smooth. It actually had like the the mode where you could actually like make the computer versus computer, and the matches wouldn't be all janky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Dude, oh, I would love to have a Super Loop Bros and just talk about wrestling games. It'd be, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. We're, we'll do it one hundred percent. You know, and one of the things I love too is like with the uh, with wrestling, like the the universe mode. So in two thousand eleven, I would play through years worth of universe mode. Me too. Just, just because it was so fun, it would ma- matchups and rivalries and pay per views, and it's just like, man, it's like control. Like it's like it's like having your dream. It's yes. like instead of having a notebook next to you, like when you were a kid, and you write down all your matches and what you would do on like sixty four, like yeah. it does it all for you. Yep. And I was like, this is the best mode ever. My friends and I would sit there and we do drafts. Like, like no lie, I'd put all the names in a name generator, and I would do an actual draft. That's pretty cool. <laughs> like I, my friends and I dedicated time to these games. I actually was joking with Corey because Corey could be my color commentary because he knows nothing about wrestling. <laughs> so like we were gonna do Twitch stream. We were gonna we, we were gonna start Twitch streaming. Oh, bro, that's a great idea. And I was gonna do like the the hard com- the the I was gonna be the the main commentator. The play by play, and he'll be play color. by play. And he was gonna be color. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. See, I would love to do that with uh, CJ and Kalai, but like obviously them not being wrestling fans and or. <laughs> like no one's <laughs> going on. Have people like that commentate that's like no interest at all. So, but dude, I we we talked about that in early loot bro stuff when we were streaming all of our episodes. But you, it's so hard to stream a WWE game because they freaking strike you for everything. So do they really? Yeah, yes. yeah, they're they're bad. Why? Because everything's game. copyrighted and and and, and oh, trademarked, whatever. and yeah. I'm so tired of so that we 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 need more wrestling games, but we need them to be a little more generic, you know. And that's what I like about Retromania is like, yeah, it's got like oh a lot of these really popular independent wrestlers and guys who used to be in WWE, but it need I I want that mixture of uh, and I'm gonna say this I'm gonna get off of wrestling because I know how much everyone loves it. The Nintendo 64 era 
no mercy. Why don't we have games like that? Like games that are just a few buttons and a lot of fun. It just doesn't make any sense. Because everything needs about? it. They gave us Battlegrounds. Yeah, Battlegrounds is fun. <laughs> Battle- okay, so Battlegrounds, Battlegrounds is okay. So Battlegrounds gets a lot of shit. It's fun. It's really fun to play with other people. It's horrible to play against computer. Like it's just not fun to play that game against computer. But when you're playing against like people, it's a blast. Like I had a blast playing with Corey when I was doing my review of it. Like it was fun. Like we had a good time. I lambasted that game and i sent my review to i guess that was saber interactive and they like sent me back a nice letter saying thank you for your feedback and i was hmm. like yeah i i lambasted that game like, Dude, that four. game is so it's it is a mobile game that was ported to console because they didn't have a title like a big title like, no it it's it, well, so okay so so okay so it was always going to be their secondary game that year that's what people don't right. realize they already right. said they were going to make a secondary game that year but i feel like we we could talk more on Super Lube Bros on how how to make the perfect wrestling game. The perfect, yeah, per- we should, yeah, we the perfect wrestling game would just be if they made a subscription service and like you just paid and then like you got roster updates that were like sixty or seventy dollar roster updates, but they gave you like thirty or forty guys, full entrances, full move sets, full gear. Yeah, like but every- then then they'd release them and you'd have to buy the next pack because you wouldn't have any wrestlers. <laughs> oh, you mean like two K like like last year's game or two years ago game like we're not in like 60 percent of the roster is gone now yeah like now they couldn't even yeah. put out a game right now they have a saying, dude. 19 had like the best roster uh 21 or 20 or 20 20 had a really really good roster like a really good roster 19 had better legends because like once they made 20 a lot of those contracts ran up and it was sad but like jericho's not in 20 is he uh he yes he AEW is he he is in he is in 20 because that was right oh, okay. that was before okay. aw existed well because remember that game was made in 19. 19 yeah made in he's 19 like, so he's like my safe pick i think he's in there yeah i, th- I think he is i'm not 100 sure i can go check like not right now well, but let's put a pin in that we'll come back to that on a, like i said a super loot bros where we can just really dive in and give it all we got um because there's two games i want to throw out there that i played and then we need uh, we'll move on um I played the last stop on Xbox. I did it through cloud gaming, you know, the X cloud or whatever to my, eye. uh, I think it's no, I lied. I downloaded it on my PC. As a matter of fact, isn't that a 2d scroller, uh, zombie game? No, this one is, um, this is the latest Annapurna game. It's very, uh, oof. I don't know what to compare it to. It's, it's, a. not so much telltale esque in the sense that it's very linear narrative, you know, heavy narrative and, and it's very lightly animated. Like it's not overly detailed. It's, um, I don't know. It's, I don't know what to compare it to, I, I guess, other than Virginia, which is the game that this particular team made before it. Uh, but I tried it out. I played the prologue and then maybe 30 minutes to an hour, excuse me, into the game. And I kept falling asleep. Like I was middle of the day. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it just wasn't grabbing me. Like I, I was trying it. Uh, I think CJ, CJ, you played it and you enjoyed it, right? Yeah, it's it's definitely a CJ game. <laughs> yeah. But I, that's what I said too. Like you'd know within the first hour if you like it or not. It's more like a movie than a game. Yeah, like yeah. I'll say. I, I definitely say. That. And I, I tend to enjoy those type of games. But this one, I don't know. It wasn't working for me. So I, I might come back to that one. Um, but what then I like about it. It's just slow and um it's not very busy. 
you know, like, uh, like I, there was a scene or early into the game, you're this guy. And I think you and your daughter are trying to, you have to walk her to school. And then from there, you're trying to go to work. And there's a whole scene where you have to kind of walk through like almost like the town square, the park where you're trying to find your, your, uh, your place of business. And it's middle of the day. I'm sitting in my recliner, which is probably my biggest mistake. Just being comfortable, but I'm playing this game on my PC and I just like doze, like trying to find where I'm supposed to go. And I just keep falling. I fell asleep there. And then there was like some, some interactions and some dialogue stuff afterwards. And like later on when the dudes at work and the the beginning wasn't bad because there's kind of like a chase scene and some weird supernatural stuff happens. But I don't know. I just kept, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't really invested. It wasn't it wasn't clicking for me. And it may it might that might now because I'm gonna go into the next game. And it might have just been a me thing that day because I switched over to the ascent. Now, this is a top down uh isometric twin stick shooter, uh and with a very cyberpunk aesthetic. And these are like Daryl games. Like this is my kind of game. And I was very excited about this one. This one was shown at the uh, A3 for Xbox. I'm like, yes, this is all me right here. This is going to justify me having Game Pass. Like, super excited. And I started playing the game, and I got like two hours, two and a half hours into it. And I was like, man, the story, they're saying a lot of words, but like, I, it doesn't, none of it's resonating. Like, it's, um, it's futuristic. There's this all this cyberpunk thing going on, and they're talking about all these towns. And I do just like a bunch of people talking about Star Wars and Star Trek, you know? Like, I don't know what planet you're talking about. I don't know what type of people these guys are. I don't really care. Like, nothing's happening to make me care about the story at all. So it's very much so far in the first couple hours. Uh, and for me, it's like turn the dialogue off and listen to music or listen to a podcast kind of thing. And then, so I'm playing the game. And even though I hadn't got to the point where I'd completely just turn it off and listen to something else, like I'm playing and like you do the first mission, you go into these different levels in this town or whatever. And again, no real clear direction on like where you're supposed to go. Like you have like a general idea and there's some stuff popping up on your mini map. Every now and again, I'm fighting like these bandits and these like, like these little thugs or whatever. But then like, I'm not really, uh, it has the same problem that alienation has. Like, on PlayStation where I'm like, I, I don't know if where I'm going is the right way. And then I find enemies that seemingly are a little more overpowered than I am. I get these random one shot kills where like somebody hits me with a rocket and I'm dead. So then you go and you play through the section again. And it's like, I don't know. It just wasn't, uh, the first mission, two missions, whatever I ended up doing. I, I, I just, it wasn't clicking. Like, I'm like, man, this is not really that fun. And then you got, um, uh, shout out to James McCall and Levi. They're in the Facebook group talking about, they're raving about how great this game is. And I'm playing the game and I'm like, okay, this is my style of game. This is what I am. I'm really into this stuff. And like, this is just not that good. So I can't tell how much of it is. They're just starving for a like exclusive game that like you can't play this anywhere else. Or a, oh my gosh, a, here's like day and date game pass title. This is why we love it. And like the game is getting a little bit of a rub for that. Or if it's just, it, I wasn't, it just wasn't clicking for me. I don't know. I'm going to try it again tomorrow. My my goal is to jump back into that game tomorrow and give it another couple hours to see if it clicks. But for as of right now, I just, I was a little disappointed in, in the ascent. 
CJ, have you played that one yet? Yeah, it's not it's not really for me that game. I I, I think it's probably maybe best played in co-op. Um, you know, as like a party sort of game, like talking and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not I'm yeah. not sure. Like I know there's a story, so not for everybody, but I'd play that way. But that's probably the only way I would play it, I think. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's me. You know, I think this is a record for the Loot Bros podcast to be an hour and 40 minutes into <laughs> the show and just get out of what we're playing. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. I love it. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. All right. So, so, so Zach played nothing and it still took an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no Tanner, no Goliath. Zach didn't play anything. And, <laughs> And we we went even longer uh, than normal, I forty mean, minutes C- longer. I mean, CJ really did a whole topic of the show inside True of what that. he's been playing. True that, and that's that right there is why good content, boys. Exactly. Mm. That's right. And I, I want to throw this out there. All right, so I've gotten a lot of personal messages about the hosts that we have at this point in time in the show. Okay, um, friends, um, listeners, and then people who. Um, follow my brother's streams who also listen to the show have kind of talked to him about it. And they said that, you know, we got a good group of people now, whereas we haven't always had that. Just want to throw that out there. Good job guys. So, all right, we got the, uh, true achievements, loot bros, custom leaderboard in first place. Cool kid, Joe with 9,825 achievement points. In second place, uh, the Alpha Seagull with 4,035 points. And then third place, Sony Pony to You with 1,285 points. And then I'm going to go, you know what? The, the, we got a good diverse list over here. So we're going to, uh, fourth place, I, I'm styling on you, bro, with 915. Seems like he's really leaning hard in those Xbox leaderboards. Hmm. Or just Xbox in general. I mean, the leaderboard isn't really. Yeah, I think I think he's pursuing. He's trying to get a, a Series S at the moment. Or there you go. There you go. Uh, and then we got Redbeard Rick with seven hundred forty-five. And then my good friend Dunt Licker with two hundred and sixty-five achievement points. Good old Dunt Licker. Old Dunt Licker. That's right. Then we head over to the True Trophies. PlayStation leaderboards, the Loot Bros podcast custom leaderboard. In first place, Affectatious Donk. <laughs> 938 trophies. I did it for the Apple Holy Plus crap. subscription. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> my my Apple, typical Apple Jesus. got me though. It, it renewed on me the day before I got the PS5. But of course you do get six months. So if you don't want to, if you don't want to pay Apple any money, just buy a player's a PS5. And you said. I have just been informed. We got breaking news. My oldest son just came running up here to tell us that he is getting ready to beat Subnautica below zero. So I don't know if you guys have played Subnautica, but it's like an underwater survival style game. Uh, Can you beat that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got it's got a, a story and everything, and it's 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 very Minecraft in the sense that like the story can be what you make of it. Uh, if right. you ju- if you're just into exploring and gaining resources and crafting and building your base and stuff, but there is other things going on. But that game is really pretty. It's very clean and very pretty. Now, if you're not into survival style games, it's definitely not a game for you. It's definitely not a game for me. Uh, although I've you know 
I've tried it, but uh, it's uh, watching him play it, man. It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty dope. So yeah, I thought it was just a survival game. I didn't know how the story. Yeah, there's Subnautica and Subnautica Below Zero. Yeah. Zach, if you were the type of guy who maybe created lists, you know, to play games for a certain <laughs> podcast. Wait, wait, what now? You could put a, a game like Subnautica on a on a list, you know? I don't know. Play well, games. What, you, what is this, a video game podcast? Yeah, yeah. Second place. Uh, <laughs> Resident Daryl with 125 trophies. Now, the disparity between first and second. 938 versus 125. That's, I mean, I don't know. Somebody came in hard about how the PlayStation ain't all that impressive and did some impressive numbers. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, um, it's a wonderful sir. spam machine. I've never, I've never <laughs> denied it has the best spam in the world, Daryl. Uh, so uh, third place, we have Miss Lightsight with 107. So we have some competition in here. And then I'm going to jump down. To number 13, which, by the way, we keep getting more and more people join our leaderboards. We definitely appreciate it. I love seeing new names pop up on there. I love seeing that people who are listening to the show that don't necessarily write in every week or engage with us through social media join the the leaderboards. Uh, So I think that's awesome. But uh, number 13, I'm Funny How with one trophy. Just wanted to point that out there. Very nice. I tell you, you know, you're not funny with your trophies, are you? So you're one trophy. <laughs> so yeah, very cool. So, uh, and then I uh, do not have the backlog beatdown brought up, so we will double down on that next week. We got, some, I got something special planned for it as well. So, you guys want to jump into community questions? Let's do it. At first. No water. Now you get balls deep, as they say, in the South. (laughs) Hello. All right, we got some good ones. All right, so uh, first, I'm styling on you, bro, wrote a question that says, whenever I'm online, I see, in quotes, online on PS5, for all my friends who own a PS5. Is this definitive proof that there is no quality next-gen content to play, Uh, lack of power to play anything, or both? I think well, that this is bait. What are you going to say, Zach? Oh, I was just going to say, well, what you want to do is forget about that and sell your PlayStation on eBay for like $1,000. Hey, man, those prices Easy are fix. coming down now. Those Easy fix. You're about 600, 700 American right now. <laughs> I will not be taking a bite of that carrot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, it's big and juicy. I, I guess the problem is, why is it that your friends list shows that all of your friends are on PS5, but you're speaking from a position of like a PS4? Sounds like you just need to level up, bro. That was one of the best trolls Sony ever did by adding that like, you know, upright Lady Demetrios type, you know, console image to, to your, your play screen. <laughs> because every time you turn on the PS4, you felt like a cheap degenerate fucker because everyone on your list had a PS5 and you didn't. And they'd even put you at the bottom of the list. Well, that might not be true, but that's what it felt like. And you're just like, you know, you're surrounded by people with PS5. None of them are playing anything. They're just online because they just want to show every, They want to show the world, oh, look, I've got a PS5. So that's what I did, Daryl. I just, you know, the first two days, I didn't 
play anything. I just left it online. I'm like, Look at this, fuckers. I got a PS5 too. Not going to use it, but it's on. And that's, 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 that's what, that, it's the biggest ego. Like, you, I'm going to turn on the, you know, I'll play the Xbox tonight. I'll put the PS5 on just so the world knows I've got one. You know, just massive ego fest that that thing is. So, congratulations to Sony for, for creating that. There you go. See, you figured it out. It's not just the games; it's the meta. It's you have to bring me stock and flex what? on your ass. That's right. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, Zach's getting a second shirt in the Loot Bros merch store. <laughs> the, the, the other funny thing I got the, two t-shirts. Let's go. <laughs> I, uh, the other funny flex, of course, is like, and we won't detract because we know we, you know, we we keep talking about how bad trophies are or whatever, but. Uh, the, <laughs> I got a message when about uh, tw- two hours later, a person a little bit behind me on the leaderboard or whatever else that I think has plans of, of passing me, and rightly so. They should. I'm an old man, you know, be some slack. Uh, and it's been very hard to try and maintain any sort of consistency with only a PS4. And when they realized I got the five, all the, all I got in the message was, oh, fuck, it's over. And it's true, Carol, <laughs> isn't it? Because every game has a PS5. All these short games, as you said, have PS5 stacks that take 30 seconds. And they're, most Wonderful. of them are they're- free yeah, it's just free. like i got <laughs> it's like i got all these extra trophies to get now which is awesome yeah? mm, that's right so if i was smart i'd save them for this trophy war that keeps brewing up but you know i'm not going to do that because i can't i no. can't resist no. i gotta pop them now, once yeah. you put it yeah. in it's very hard to pull out before you pop I know. yeah i told my wife that for years it's like there's no such thing it's just you know anyways uh, Matt G writes in and uh, he says, I have been massively enjoying my time with Monster Hunter Stories 2 over 35 hours so far. Is there a mainline series game that you play you'd like to see get a sideline series? And what kind of game would you like that to be? For example, Monster Hunter is an action boss fight game with RPG elements, uh, while Stories, Monster Hunter Stories, is more of a traditional JRPG. With turn-based fighting systems, huh? So, guys, is there a franchise or a series that you enjoy that you would like to see get a spin-off series? We will start with Zach and work our way around. Well, I was going to say Fallout, but it kind of got Fallout seventy-six, and we all know how that turned out. <laughs> but uh, if I had to say, uh. Oh man, I don't really know. It'd be interesting to get like a um maybe like a different type of Resident Evil game. I guess they did like first person and stuff, but maybe if they did like uh what's that? What's what type of games am I trying to think of? I am playing games so long I can't even remember. It's like a I don't know, something like that. I guess. Great, I don't really have a good answer, answer great I can't answer, think. <laughs> <sighs> so maybe this is like a Mario Party style Resident Evil game. That'd be weird. It'd be kind of cool too. Play like mini games where you're like Mr. X and you gotta hunt everybody down. Or something like that. So. Well, what about you, CJ? Yeah, I don't know, like a mainline game with a spin-off series. I suppose I would have liked the easiest one to go to is Persona 5 and Royale. And I know they got the, the, the Musou game, but 
I, I wouldn't have minded. I mean, that game would be perfect for a spin-off with all the characters. Um, but maybe, maybe I know they did a dancing one. They could do like another dancing one <laughs> with the side. That would be pretty cool because um, those games were good, I think. But yeah, I don't know. I would actually. It's funny, but I would like to see the F1, the new F1 game um, that EA has sort of taken over with through Codemasters. They put a story mode in it for the first time and there's actually cut scenes and, yeah, it's cringy or whatever else. But I was thinking I would actually like to see a tell. This is probably a deep cut, so probably none of you would be interested. But there's on Netflix there's been for the last couple of years an F1 um, documentary uh, series running, which is quite, it's very dramatic, but it's quite good. And the, this year's season is very dramatic with with what's going on. So I'd like to see like a, a spin-off where they lean into that. So you have your racing part, but a bit like a Call of Duty, where they also have a campaign that's a bit like a, you know, a Telltale style campaign with F1, because there's enough drama now in the in within the drivers yeah. and the teams that, you know, I think that would be awesome. Like minimal driving and more just focusing on like all the 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 you know behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Like that TV show. That'd be, be awesome. cool. Like Talladega Nights. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like if you're you're Ricky Bobby running around and yeah, I think so. living the rock star lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Joe? Oh man, this is such a tough question. It is. It is a really tough question. I mean, a mainline game that gets a spinoff that's a different genre. Huh. Well, it's like I already play one of those called Hyrule Warriors. Um, <laughs> oh, man. And, it's, and I, I have to give kudos because I actually tried uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2. It's actually a great game. I don't know. Like, there's been so many good ones in the past that I could lean towards. Like, I would like to see another tactics game made from a franchise similar to what they did with Onimusha Tactics. Like, imagine, like, Dead Space Tactics. Dang. That's a thought. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, or Doom Tactics. But, like, it's a tactics game that there's, like, speed involved. <laughs> so you have to, like, s- like do turn-based, but speed style? But so speed like, style, because you got to keep this. Metal turn-based. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, the, and the metal's playing in the back. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> or, like, a card battle or Doom game, so it could be fast. Like, a fast-based card battling game there for Doom. Go. I think that would be freaking cool. Or even um, a Doom Endless Runner. Oh my gosh, there you go. Like Tokyo Run. But <laughs> but with Doom. <laughs> Gore, demons, guns, boobs. And then like if I have a, like an easy one, like I would love like a Streets of Rage RPG. I thought that I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. So instead of like instead of like, you know, straightforward beat em up combat you have your turn-based streets of rage game i think that'd be kind of cool kind of be like battle chasers kind of which is underrated game if no one's played it uh i think i've played that one not 100 so uh me as a resident evil fan we do this kind of thing over here in capcom land where we uh we take our standard you know, survival horror title, and then every other game throw out some wild spinoff that's in a different genre. You know, I highly recommend you guys trying it because the fans are very supportive and they love that kind of thing. So that's that's sarcasm. That doesn't usually go over very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me, I, I love this idea, right? I love this idea because I think that you can tell more story and explore a universe better you know, in a different style. So the, the telltale is always a go-to for me, like something a little more narrative heavy, a little less um, action intensive. 
Um, so I think Silent Hill, the rumor is Silent Hill's getting ready to do that. They're going to do a mainline Silent Hill game. And then ha- uh, Bloober Team is supposed to be doing a Silent Hill style, you know, narrative driven ex- walking simulator mm-hmm. experience similar to the medium. So uh, that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that stuff. And like Gears of War, third person over the shoulder shooter, but then they have Gears of War tactics, you know, Halo, first person shooter, Halo tactics, that stuff. I love that stuff. I think that's awesome. Um, so for me, uh, Resident Evil already kind of dabbles in that, but they don't veer far enough, in my opinion, or they veer the wrong direction. So Resident Evil being your standard third person or even now first person survival horror game, I would love a Telltale style um, choice based narrative game that butterfly effects like until dawn you know or something that really it feels like there's actual choice you know there's actual change in that kind of thing right that's Um, actually a good idea so so you would have more so survivors not so much following the main characters um but you would find out what because what you don't want is every single person in the universe to be a superhero you know what i'm saying like you got chris redfield you got claire you got jill you got Leon. You got Ada. Like you don't need everyone's story doesn't need to be a positive one or a oh I turn into this super bombastic hero type. No, no, I want like Walking Dead and Game of Thrones style. Like these characters are most likely going to die. You know, here's what's happening. So when the original Raccoon City outbreak starts, here is a narrative-based walking simulator where you're essentially playing out someone's final moments, you know, their final days, you know, and then something, or, you know, going a little more Grand Theft Auto, a little more open world, but again, survivor style. Like I don't want my main characters, my linear based, you know, main characters, um, getting this like, you know, random spinoff. I want like, here's what's happening in the world. So, um, whenever, you know, the Resident Evil 6 ago happens and the it's now it's global infection. There's stuff happening all over the world. Give me a territory where, you know, there's looting and there's, you know, infection, there's outbreak, there's all this crazy stuff. And give me like, hey, give me a couple of random characters that I need to survive. And, you know, f- you know, for or even tower defense, you know, like give me a place that I need to build up and, and, and fight off the waves of infected and just survive till the end of it. So I think there's a, and I, and I think that every major franchise should have stuff like this. Now, granted it doesn't always hit, but uh, like horizon zero dawn has a comic book series. God of war has a comic book series. Bloodborne has a comic book series, like a different way to explore more lore in a franchise. I think is awesome. And I, I, I really wish that every, Every you know franchise that I enjoy had stuff like that. So, well, that's neat. That'd be a good idea. That's all I kind of have there, buddy. All right, Dump Licker writes in, and he says, "How muddy are the waters getting now? Xbox is giving you a free trial of Crunchyroll Premium for new Game Pass subscribers." Sony owns Crunchyroll, which means Microsoft is trying to entice people to come to Game Pass with a free trial of a Sony service. As an Xbox guy, I'd especially like to know what the Xbox shields think. Also, anime is terrible. 
You just lost yourself question of the week there, buddy. <laughs> Give it up for my man, Dump Licker. <laughs> Slow clap. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, it, And it's gone. I'm pretty sure that this news right here is, is piercing the heart of Levi and James and all these other Xbox white knights. The fact that they're trying to grow their, their subscriber base, their platform base, with a Sony-owned anime subscription service. What do you think about that, CJ? Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I think, uh, like, I it, it's inevitable that Microsoft will overtake. I think it's inevitable will overtake the Sony with their subscription model if they continue on the same path. The fact that they're adding more value or more enticements is just, you know. We'll, we'll just speed in the, the process. But, I mean, it, it's there's going to be a lot of this cross sort of stuff, I think, happen. I mean, we're seeing Apple, you know, it's a strange deal in a way with Apple. They they decided they've been offering, you know, for some time now, if you buy a new Apple phone, you got a year of Apple Plus for free. They discontinued that and then abruptly started a six-month thing with Sony and the PS5. So there's going to be all sorts of cross-promotion or whatever that works for, for all companies. And I don't see why there can't be that for Sony as well. and you know, uh, like I, I think that I like you know we joke about our Game Pass will one day be available on PlayStation, and I'm sure the only you know only problem with that will be Sony Sony's end slowing it down. And Microsoft have already shown they have no problem you know having Sony publish games, uh, you know, and going after them with MLB, and that must have been a, a decent deal. What whatever you know the, the the reasoning behind that being forced or whatever, it's still a decent deal. So I think. Uh, like I, I think there is it's like everything. If you can afford both consoles or you're in a position to have both, then this sort of stuff becomes less relevant because you therefore probably have both, you know, access to both subscription methods anyway and and that sort of stuff. But uh, like I don't know, does anyone really buy a game? Like would anyone really race out and buy one for the Apple, you know, six months free Apple <laughs> or for this? You know, it's just it's just an added bonus. And you've got to remember too that this is only for new subscribers. How many people in the world like you know, uh, that game regularly, you know, and on a PC or Xbox have never, you know, would be a new subscriber. Like the majority of their clientele is is already taken. That's why at least the, the Apple one is of, of more value, I suppose, because that's not, you know, new subscribers. That's even, that's anyone can get that. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of small print in here. There's a lot of stuff being offered. I mean, you go and buy that Elite Controller, you get a month free Game Pass, but only if you don't already have it, you know, if you haven't signed up. So there's a lot of this happening. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's pretty interesting. And I think that, um, I think like you said, like they, there's going to be so much cross promotion and with everyone buying everything, you know, like it's like, so while this whole time that Microsoft has been buying studios, Sony bought both anime platforms, Evo, you know, just like random stuff that didn't seem to make sense. And then it's like, you know, these guys are all growing their portfolio. And eventually it's going to be near impossible to, to market, to have, to stream, to do anything that's not in some way, shape or form funded or owned or supported by the other players in the game. Yeah, and so. just to echo on that, there was a really, I know Gareth brought up this week, this sort of, you know, a point that, you know, maybe the, the PS Plus uh, subscriptions went down by a million because of COVID and, and people tightening up or whatever. And there was a flip side uh, t- uh, argument or discussion on Giant Bomb this week, which is really interesting. And it's, 
it's very true is that like I know a lot of people are doing it incredibly tough. You know, there's, there's no question about that. But they looked at the angle of, well, what about if you manage to keep all your hours? You're now working from home. You're still getting paid the same rate. And I know a lot of people didn't. You know, that didn't happen. But there are a lot of people that it did. You are you're so far ahead than you've ever been, you know, financially in life because you you're saving on tolls, petrol, you can't travel, you know, and, right. and you're even potentially getting some sort of stimulus from the government. So the, the the rise of you know these subscriptions of of tech you know buying fancy TVs it's especially in Australia at the moment it's huge for for you know, I don't know what the percentage is but for a large number of people that have maintained their quality of life you know um and and work and stuff like that to a degree so I I think that you know I mean it, it only makes sense like you know what I can make two billion dollars or I can make two point five they want to make as much money as they can these companies and now is the time to strike because people buying both techs because they they can afford it or justify it and have the time to use it so uh, you know i like i think i think it's a wonderful image that you know sony and, and microsoft are fighting you know all the time or whatever but i'm sure there's a lot of backhand deals where it's well look this is good for us and you know oh, yeah. and, and and i mean that that came out with this epic trial you know a lawsuit or whatever else like you know well so what if we kick back money to sony this is still good for us you know so there's a yep. there's a lot of that to be had as well, I think. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty interesting too because like me, I, I looked and like for years when I was younger, dude, I was like, man, why can't I just pay for what I want to watch on TV? Like I used mm-hmm. to pay our cable bill growing up, like when I was just just starting to work, but I still lived at home with my dad. Mm-hmm. And it was like, if you want to have cable, you got to pay for it. And mm-hmm. that was you know, f- oh man, this is this is. <laughs> 15 almost 20 years ago and i was paying like 160 bucks a month you know this is that was yeah that was a lot that was a large chunk of my money yeah. my income and i only had it so i could watch wrestling like that was the only thing i watched i just didn't care about much on tv and uh and i was like man what one day i would love to be able to just pay for just what i like mm. and then now here i am grown making plenty of money and I've got more subscription services than I've got time to watch everything. I'm like, I'm paying the same amount of money again. I got all this extra crap. But the the only thing I'd echo with that, and I know this dates us as well, Daryl, but we live in a time now where there are no penalties anymore for, you know, like I know there are contracts for certain things you buy, but none of these subscription services charge you a lock-in anymore. So you right. can come and go as you want. Like we're from a time, you know, where you would be paid, uh, you know, you'd, you'd, lose, you'd have to pay out a thing or you'd have to commit to yeah. so many months. Going month to month is a thing that's really happened in the last, you know, four or five years, thanks to Netflix, but that wasn't an option. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't just pick and choose like you can now. And I think that's a wonderful thing. You know, my daughter is nine years old, right? When she was first born, no, no, she wasn't even born yet. When my son, he's 11, when he was six months old, you did it. You beat the game. Yes. Good job. Good job. Congratulations. Son, that's some be legit points right there. 30 hour game, maybe more. Yep. Good job. If I had my time together, it took me 31 hours. Good job. Congratulations. You're ready for Final Fantasy fourteen right. tutorial. I beat the other one. Right. Go be, go be some more of them. <laughs> I'm going to bed. All right. All right. Love you. But yeah, so this joker right here is beside me now. He's, he's, he's 11. When he was six months old, I lost my job. The day I came home to tell my wife that I got let go, we had just had new cable and internet stuff installed, and it was a two-year commitment. So here I am losing a losing my income 
And then I'm locked into a two year deal where I have to pay, I think it was like almost like a thousand dollars. It's some astronomical. You had to pretty much cover the whole first year and then like a there was a penalty on top of it. Yeah. So for canceling. So yeah, this month to month now isn't it's it's amazing. It's a it's a topic for another time because I like I always, you know, I know it's the responsible thing to do to cancel services if you're not going to use them, but coming from a time where you just let it run because you couldn't have a choice, like otherwise you yep. didn't have it. It's, you know, I I suppose I justify the $10 to Netflix, you know, I only need to watch one thing, you know, and the months I binge it, it more than pays for itself. But we are definitely in a different time. Like people, you know, yeah. I understand switch all the That's time. That's why I justify so, my Game Pass. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Game Pass hater, but it's like I might play one game every couple months and that will justify the cost. Mm. So different time yeah so all right uh jared writes in he he writes a freaking book <laughs> but i guess when you're a patreon producer you know and you're su- subscribing in the top tier you're gonna make tanner or collide play games you know i wondered whose hand i could feel on my leg jared ah <laughs> there you go. very nice <laughs> he's, 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 the he's getting the coding couch ready out there darling the carrot couch. <laughs> so, all right. So, a constant topic of discussion on the show is the growing backlog. It's <laughs> not the only thing growing that we all have. As I'm closing out my third backlog beatdown, call your shot list, I'm finding that in my backlog, there are games I want to play. There's also games I really don't want to play. Sometimes I wonder why I decided to buy some of these games in the first place. Maybe a price was too hard to refuse. It's not the only thing too hard to refuse. You know what I'm saying? This reminds me of when the great one, Resident Daryl, used to play games on his backlog and would play some of the games, maybe one or two hours. But if he was miserable, he would just retire a game. <laughs> I want to put a pin in that. The, the first ever backlog beatdown we did on the show was just more so like a, we just kind of cheer each other on and pick games and play them. And it's like you 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 beat it. You completed it or you retired it because it just wasn't good. And you just got it off of your list. So that was the old days. Um, he says, I think everyone should be given a retire option. Uh, maybe one to two games per list and don't take a point loss. Uh, just a thought. Uh, but that's not my main question. Hopefully, whoever's reading this can do it good. Well, I hope I did a good job. And I will say maybe in the future we'll do something like that. Uh, because that was the way we started it. But for this particular event, I'm sorry, Jared, there is no retire options other than the one where you lose a point. Good question. Uh, he, I mean, uh, if he wants to re- call it retiring a game, we can change the name just for him. Yeah. We, can, we can call it the Jared uh, <laughs> the Jared retirement option. There you go. The Jared <laughs> the Jared guys of retirement. Yeah, the Jared guys of retirement for, option. There you go. And... <laughs> That's because you're a Patreon ex- exclusive member. You're you a producer. You just got you just got something named after you, bro. There you go. You too can get something arbitrarily named after you on this show. <laughs> hey, hey, Jared, hands well, just on the knee. You're not paying enough to touch the package yet, so we haven't <laughs> got that up. We got that <laughs> so you really gotta you gotta let it sit there and marinate on the Patreon page. But if you start clicking around, tiers number five, six, and seven will open up. That's <laughs> how you end up. I'm only fans. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll play games there. Uh, put that's, that's my whole content. People watch me play games. That's right. Finally. In his underwear. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. 
I'm going to plug their show again just because it's been killing me. But my friends over at the Geek Life HQ, the running, <laughs> the running gag, especially these past few episodes, has been showing people your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, like, they're obnoxious with it. Like, they talk about showing buttholes, like, every few minutes, and it's hilarious. But it just, that's, the, you know, when I think about Zach's OnlyFans, I'm thinking he's <laughs> playing the Switch, just showing the B-hole. <laughs> Not doing anything, just, here's the B-hole, here's my Switch. Just playing. All right, Jared writes in, as a mature adult that would never talk about B-holes, he says, do you actually want to play all the games? On your consistently growing backlog. I think I don't. So I would like to now submit two terms to be entered into our vocabulary for backlog. Backlog guilt. <laughs> this is a game you bought and now you you spent money on it and you feel an obligation to play this game. But currently you really don't want to play it. And you're trying so hard to get through it because you spent money on it. The next term is backlog privilege. These are games that you spent money on and you know it's something you will love and you want to push it right to the front of your backlog beatdown. His final actual real question is, what is your backlog guilt and what is your backlog privilege? Uh, I'm going to go first on this one. Uh, and Alien Isolation is would be backlog guilt. That is a game that I feel like for multiple reasons, I should play. I bought the game digitally and physically. It's a survival horror game in the alien universe. All things I love. The game is very stealth. It's very difficult and it's very effing boring. And I pushed through it and I pushed through it and I pushed through it. I finally retired it because the game is not fun. And I feel guilt for st- for doing that, okay, games aren't supposed to be fun, Dirtle. It's it's all about no. tro- it's all about trophies and getting and getting pissed off. Trophies are it's fun. It's not it's not about fun. It's not about fun. No, the game is that is that files into the backlog guilt, and I I'm just going to continue to feel guilty. But I ain't playing that freaking game no more. Uh, and then for my backlog privilege, I would say Ghost of Tsushima, a game that I really want to move to the front because I know it's going to be good, and it's been sitting in the wrapper since it came out. Mm-hmm. But I'm over here playing Retro Mania Arcade, so gotta wait. All right, I'll go next. I'll go next, I guess. I mean, let's 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 call a spade a spade. I mean, I guess Xenoblade Chronicles Two is my is my guilt. Like I bought it, I bought it as my first game on my Switch, pretty much, and I haven't really played it. Another guilt could be Fallout Four. I bought it when I bought my PS4. And <gasps> I bought it. I bought it when I bought my PS4. And guess what? I bought 600 other games since I bought it before, and I haven't even beat it. I beat it's the like first. Weird. I beat the first mission. I got out of the vault, and I'm like, mm, "Fuck this game." <laughs> Haters. <laughs> the same thing. Oh man! But you know what? My dumb ass would buy a, a Switch port of three Fallout Three, like <laughs> like day one. I'd be like, "Oh," and I and I beat it that day. Like I was hey. just I just play it until it's done, or I buy another. I would buy Skyrim if I could play it on this bottle of Planters Peanuts. Like, All right, check it out. <laughs> I own Mafia 2 on PS3, okay? I own it on Xbox 360. I own it digital and physical, okay? I, I bought it on PS4 today. 
because it was on sale. It's $10. Yeah. It was $10. Yeah. And I've never played it. Well, I've, I've played it, but I never finished it. So that is probably my favorite Mafia game out of all of them. <laughs> it's really good from what it's I remember. It's very good. But, uh, all right. So then what was the other one? Your privilege? Your privilege. You need to move it to the front of the line. Oh, I mean, I guess Last of Us 2. Because and maybe Death Stranding or even like Red Dead, but I can say Red Dead's guilt as well. But I feel like things that I should really play Persona Five. Let's 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 do that. Like I should really just finish it. Should I put a lot of time into it and just never finished it? All right, we'll let CJ pull up the rear. Zach, what you got? Uh, well, I, I guess my backlog guilt would be 99% of the games I, I actually own. <laughs> Making a list? <laughs> Making a list is his guilt. The privilege is the other 1%. Honey <laughs> pot. Hey, yeah. <laughs> He's got honey pot privilege. It's a new t- another new t-shirt. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm going to get clowned for this. But I actually don't even remember my original list. I <laughs> think <laughs> Doom was on it. The only game I remember is The Last of Us 2. Yep. That's because Joe just brought it up. And I actually remember I played the first couple uh, story missions and I really liked it. That would be my privilege if I had to choose that. As far as the guilt, the rest of them. <laughs> the rest of the four, whatever I chose. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> all right, CJ. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd come at it from a different angle. I don't don't think you should feel guilt because you buy something and then you decide you don't want to play it. I mean, maybe it's not fiscally responsible, but assuming you're in a position that you can afford it, it's fine. I mean, if you're not, then that's you know that's a problem, I suppose. But but. You know, it's not like you've lost anything. You, you still you still have the game. And just because you don't feel like playing it now, you know, you, you thought you did. And then, you know, two weeks later, you don't. doesn't mean you won't come back to it. And I, I think I think it's a different way of thinking about how you play. Like, uh, for me, like, I, I have a certain number that I'm not allowed to go above in games that I own that I haven't played or I try not to go above or whatever else. So if that if I get, you know, a little bit above that number, I, I start playing some or whatever else. So. You know, like, and it's just an arbitrary number because I suppose I'll never get through them all. But four, but hours. yeah, yeah. So, that, so no, wait, 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 wait. No. So that does that include spam games, CJ, or those just those those all count? Yeah, no, all games. Yeah, any game, oh, any game on the yeah, like it is if it's a game. Yeah, I don't make distinction between what type of game. So all right, so now I'm a Daryl. It's like four hundred because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian spam like every day. It's six hundred, but uh, no. <laughs> um, but it, you know, I'm, I'm slightly above. I'm like six fifteen at the moment. But it's funny. I've held like it swings back and forth. But <laughs> but, but you know, I, I get to the ones that I want. But I think one of the things, like, I feel sorry for the people that can only play one game at a time. And I understand the attraction. Like, you play that game through to completion, you really get immersed in it. But that that's what really slows you down. And it also, you know, mentally you're like, I don't like this bit of this game or I've had enough. And and they just keep playing. I think you get through far more if you're playing, you know, if, you, if you're the sort of gamer that can manage playing multiple different games at the same time and also games over time. So like you mentioned um, Toshima there, Daryl, like that's a really good game where you just can chip away at our assassins over a year. And I think that's how I play. So like 
for those big games, like maybe the first 10 or 15 hours, it could take me like five months, but the next 40 hours will probably take one week because when I really get into it, I'm ready for yeah. it. But I've spent quite a bit of time over months getting into that point. And I think, you know, like I find this backlog thing hilarious because I play whatever I want, whenever I want. And there's no reason why anyone else can't do that because especially if you own all these games, there's nothing stopping you from playing anything if you own it. It's just this, you know, mental hang up, oh, I should finish this, I should finish that. And it just comes down to, I suppose it comes down to if you're the sort of person that can only read one book at a time or if you don't mind multiple things, it's the same thing. You know, if you're, if you're happy to have multiple different experiences running, it's great. And if not, then that. But I don't think you should feel you know, guilty or whatever else. As to buying stuff, as as Daryl alluded to with the Mafia 3, I think that is an issue. I think that's an issue if that's something you're suffering from buying on multiple systems and never having played it. That, that's a totally a financial position. If you can afford it, it's fine. But, you know, I, I don't necessarily understand that as much unless you want to play it more than once, which I've done with big games. But I think if you are on multiple systems, I think the best thing you can do is try and pick early on where you're going to play a certain game and then just stick with it because having – that's the one thing I draw the line at, and I don't, don't draw the line at it much, but having <laughs> the same game on two different systems in two different positions and never finishing either of them, that's insanity to me. So I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather just pick one and do it. And I do play you know different games on different systems, but only because I'm probably going to finish them because I really like the game. But yeah, I, I can't yeah. see that <laughs> myself, Daryl. I'm sorry there to throw you under the bus. But... <laughs> wow, I have finally done it. I have finally it surpassed is, it DJ. Is, it's, uh, it's um, yeah, it's disturbing, <laughs> especially to buy the PS4 version after you have everything. <laughs> well, okay, so in, in this one particular case, <clears throat> let me explain myself. Now, this is not. I'm not. This is not my first, second, or third offense. So this is this is an ongoing issue, but. I owned the game on PS3 because they gave it to us uh, as a PS Plus game years and years ago. Well, if you get it free, that's different, yeah. Right. Well, okay. That, you're right. But I'm such a stickler for physical games that I still buy physical <laughs> versions of the games that I want to have. And I've played this game before, and I really enjoyed what I played of it. Now, I came across a good, you know, cheap copy of the PS3 version. So I bought it. I'm like, cool. I own it physical and digital. One goes on the shelf. One stays downloaded on the console <clears throat> for eight years. So then I, uh, I, I got this, I got a lead oh, on a guy that I'm buying a lot of Xbox 360 stuff from. And I was buying games very, very inexpensively. So I was buying them a boatload at a time. And then one of the first games I picked out was Mafia 2. I'm like, oh, well, I got to have it. I mean, <laughs> I haven't finished it yet. So may as well get that version because you never know. I might play that one instead. Mm -hmm. And then uh, then I, I'm sitting here going like, realistically, that's a game that's going to take some hours and some commitment. So I might need, you know, to play it on my PlayStation 4 or 5. So yeah, it's <laughs> like definitive edition, 10 bucks. Why not? Yeah, I can. No, I can look at. I look. I'm. I'm. I'm talking from a. I'm. A, I'm a man that has the Mafia Three Definitive Edition still wrapped upstairs. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm talking from a position of strength, obviously. But 
Yeah, I think one of the big things, though, is like, because you you don't have the time, Daryl, that some of us have to play either. So, you know, playing on whatever system, you know, that I can understand that as well. But I think one of the things, Jared, that I find most interesting is that every time you buy, it's a good way to think of it, every time you race hard and buy a game, it puts potentially the other games you were planning on playing into your backlog, I suppose. It puts them further away. So once you can get, if there's a game you really want to play, you do in a way have to stop buying because it just keeps pushing you further away from that, I think. And I think that's a, a right. better way to think of it than, oh, it's in my backlog because the backlog is never going to happen anyway. It's, you know, it's a, it's a myth. But it, it's a better way to think, well, I really want to play this game, but I need to go out and buy this game. It does put that one even further back. And it gets to a point, like you'll get to that point, where you're just like, I don't want to put it any further back. You know, I just want to play it. So. Yeah, and and I've done that recently with some games, and you know, for me, sometimes they hit and sometimes they miss. But sometimes revisiting a game hmm. at a different point in life, and it's just like this is exactly what I needed. Now, Alien Isolation is probably never going to be that for me, uh, but you know, Mafia Two hmm. version three. You do realize you just doomed yourself, right? Because now someone's going to make you play fucking Alien Isolation. So enjoy it. No, enjoy. No, you screwed you screwed yourself. You say you say that, but you know what? There's nobody listening to this show brave enough to pay me to play that game. It's not gonna happen. (laughs) No, no. How much does it cost to get somebody to play a game? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Daryl. It's not gonna happen. Challenge accepted. Here's what's gonna happen, right? You're gonna have people heckle me, but they're not gonna they're not really gonna do anything about it. So and and that and I and I'm pretty confident with that. So did he not pick who he wanted? someone to play a game you just doomed yourself just enjoy, enjoy it enjoy the nice ride while it lasts because no, no see jared wants me to play some pervy anime game okay levi ain't gonna cough up the the stuff for that tier so you know i'm well, i'm going well, he, he doesn't play he doesn't pay money on playstation anymore he just there waits till it's all free so <laughs> until, until he can get you to play a game for free that game was free though so <laughs> well the bad thing was i bought it digitally I bought it physically because I had to have a physical copy of it. It's rather horror, you know what I'm saying? And then I, I, they gave it to us. I'm like, freak. I mean, whatever so, way you want to justify your purchase of that game, you know, you do you, you do you. <laughs> <laughs> you, do, you do you. But I'm telling you, now someone's going to make you play it. So you just doomed yourself. Yeah, well, the thing is, oh. it's going to be one of you that he picks because he won't be able to pick for me because I played basically everything. So there's no <laughs> way he's going to be able to tell what I haven't had, haven't played. So. <laughs> and, so, and CJ is over here sitting pretty like there's nothing that phases him. There's no weakness. He's like, I'll play I'm it all. I'm not playing Fortnite. That game's oh, well. <laughs> That's what you say. <laughs> Zach's like, oh, really? Subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, Zach, I'll hire Zach to play under my account name for Fortnite. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> double the money. <laughs> my, my kill ratio will more suddenly B-box go from one. What was it? One death, one suicide death. That's where I'm starting, Zach. So you got a you got a clean slate. I jumped off the bridge and, and deleted the game. So. Dude, watch this. Somebody's gonna come in here. They're gonna pay CJ to play Fortnite, and then he's gonna be freaking hooked. And then everything I else is gonna go to the wayside. I gave it a full five minutes. It's a, it's a high recommendation for me. It was garbage. I gave my wife five minutes, and oh, twenty yeah. years later, three kids oh, later, here we are. <laughs> You gave your wife five minutes twenty years ago, but not today. Five minutes, not yeah, today. <laughs> five, he's five minute hero over there. Five minutes, I can go twice and still clean up <laughs> and cook dinner. <laughs> That's right. All right, so I, I, I want to say this, guys. I'm going to give you guys the option. Okay, we are two hours and twenty five minutes into this show. We've had some amazing conversation. We've had some really great questions. 
Do you want to go into this week's official topic, or do you want to save it for next time? I think we should table it here. It's yeah. it's late. Yeah, I think okay. save it for next time. Okay, I think that we've had a good, uh, a really good conversation tonight. Now, what I'm going to do is something a little special. Normally, we all sit back and we decide together as a collective who had the best question of the week. Since Zach hasn't been here in a long time, I'm going to let Zach choose who you thought had the best question this week. Hmm. Well, Jared had like four. <laughs> right. So he's out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Good old dump liquor. Old dump liquor. Yeah. Oh, you disagree, uh, Joe? Just doing it because you can. <laughs> 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 it's like it's like that scene in Jurassic Park where it's like Ian Malcolm's like, you're not sure if you should do it, but you got the power, so you did it anyway. We didn't, <laughs> didn't start to realize if you should have. What a, right. what a shocker that Zach would pick the giant anime titty question as the winner. There you go. Hey, what can I say? Oh, look, respect. I mean, they, 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 are so, they are so plump, apparently. And I tell you what, the tits are bigger on the Xbox, too. That's why that crunchy roll's really there. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. There'll be an 8K yeah. on the... Uh... <laughs> Native 8K. They put the anime Finally, in the console. Realistic boobies. <laughs> realistic cartoon boobies. <laughs> yeah, I told my wife, I, I said, hey, we launched Patreon. You know, we've had a handful of subscribers. It's a lot of good support coming in real early. It's pretty cool. She's like, yeah, that's cool. She don't really care. And uh, well, I was like, yeah. Same thing. So we got this tier set up to where you can, you know, pledge a certain amount of money and then you can pick a host and pick a game. She goes, oh, really? Has anybody done that yet? I was like, yeah, somebody came in and grabbed two spots. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, they're probably going to peg me down for some kind of trashy anime game. (laughs) (laughs) Next, the the next thread in the Facebook group. I was like, yep, there it is. I see my fate. You've just covered yourself for one night when you're watching some hardcore porn on the TV and the wife walks in. You go, oh, I was paid to do it. I had to do it. (laughs) <laughs> you just set yourself up with a you know a safety net for the rest of your life, haven't you? It's part. It's part of Patreon. He'll be seventy six. He'll be seventy five years old. His teeth will be hanging out, and he'll be ah, look at it, love. They're paying me to do it. They're paying me. <laughs> it's it's not bad if it's just cartoons, right? Wow. It's okay. It's Australia. Oh, uh, see, that's my go to. That's the ace in the hole right there, baby. So, my anyway, everything's all right in Australia. It's like any conversation you have with CJ from now on in life. It's okay. He's Australian. I would laugh <laughs> so much if you, you get one of these, you know, risque Japanese games, a dead or alive extreme or something, and your wife, because she would be all over that game. That's like trashy reality TV. And she just gets hooked <laughs> and she starts playing them and she becomes this massive Japanese perv gamer. It would be awesome. Because <laughs> oh, that game life? is not far away from what she likes, reality TV at all. Oh so. my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. So well realistically, what I want to see come from this uh this you know, this particular tier Patreon is um torture for my fellow podcast hosts. I want to see Clyde play Gran Turismo on Twitch. I want to see that. Oh. I want to see CJ playing Fortnite. It's gonna happen. They tried that before Clive's it didn't gonna work. Be <laughs> it's not gonna happen this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's history Clive. there. Right. She's gonna be forced to play a wrestling game. There you go. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's a great idea that'd be awesome to set up a charity stream where we people can <sighs> donate again and be like make Kalai do different like courses like, with- <laughs> <laughs> 
It would I be. Fly, you got to do a 700 lap race and you can't quit and you can't <laughs> and you, you can't, can't quit. quit. <laughs> I think it was 2011 oh, where wow. they had the Undertaker Road to WrestleMania storyline yep. where, where you could beat him. Yeah, that was a good storyline. <laughs> or you could or the legend what was what was the year they had the legend killer one? That was a really good year. Just now. Uh, wasn't that No, wasn't that 12? It might have been 12 because he was on the cover. Was, yeah. Yeah, he was on the cover that year, wasn't he? Twelve. No, yeah, twelve was. Yeah, twelve was Randy Orton. Thirteen, thirteen was, was CM Punk. 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 Mr. AEW himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, come at AEW and get whooped up like he did when he went to MMA. So yeah, I, I can't wait to do the Wrestle the Wrestle Bros podcast. I think we should do a SummerSlam review. I think that would be fun. There you go. Super Slam. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get out of here, um, guys, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, if you made it this far, there is quite an amount of things to check out. So I know in the beginning of the show, we jumped right into our love for the Patreon uh, and all of the people that are, that are supporting us there. But um, <clears throat> there are a handful of other podcasts that we're doing and things that are extra content to the general audience that are free. They're not locked behind a paywall. Uh, one of those being a monthly Xbox podcast led by CJ called Avocation to Climb, uh, where he gets together with the uh, top handful of uh, gamer score achievers in Australia, and they have a good time. Uh, the first episode is live on the YouTube and in the podcast feed. Um, it is It was awesome. Uh, and then... Joe and Kalai have started doing a monthly Nintendo podcast called the Loot Bros Driftcast. Um, and you guys got together and talked about the new OLED switch. That is also on the YouTube and free to the general podcast audience. All of this stuff as it releases will also be thrown into the Patreon feed uh, for everyone that's uh, going to stay in the main feed. It, that stuff will be there and it will be free to you as well. And uh, then CJ, of course, did the wish list through, and that is a, a Patreon exclusive bonus episode on top of the Super Loot Bros and the Deep Dive. So I really do think that this group, uh, <clears throat> minus Zach, is really uh, hitting on all four cylinders. We're pumping out a lot of great content. And I think if you are a fan of the Loot Bros or any combination of the host that we have here, there's a lot of value, whether you're a Patreon subscriber or not. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. If you are just a general listener of the Loot Bros, uh, do us a favor, leave reviews, you know, help us kind of get out on the, uh, all the lists and all the main things, subscribe to the YouTube. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into all this stuff and you know, your little sub and your little review does go a long way. So you guys got anything you want to add? Nope. Yeah, don't forget to follow us so we can flex on you. <laughs> you don't have a little PS5 online thing, you don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. All right, guys. This is the Loot Bros Podcast. We're the F out of here. <laughs>